Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. When you were watching it, how was the music? Was it the same music, like the original music throughout, or was it like they didn't have sample like, clearance? Like, like, like the fade to black, put in like, you know, like generic, like rap beat. For yeah, it's it's like, that was the thing I was trying to remember um what the original music even was because i i i I don't but i know that the um the interstitial music between comedians it was very much like canned hip-hop beat yeah it was right because it was like i was watching tubi and it was the same shit i was like what that's not it didn't even make beats that sounded like that yeah literally i was thinking like so k capri had this shit pressed on wax (laughs) (laughs) How do you get Swiss beats in 92? Oh my god. They had lo-fi hip-hop. They had lo-fi. Pressed <laughs> off vinyl in 92. Yeah, they, they loved That's it back. They couldn't get enough of this stuff in Uptown. They loved it. Couldn't get enough. 92 lo-fi. Oh my god. I, I fell asleep on the couch watching it last night and woke up at 5.30 and it was still running. I was like, god damn, Tubi doesn't even have that thing. Like, you still watching? No, Tubi is... Tubi's just happy you're watching. So they, they don't give so a fuck. They're just like, yeah. let it run, let it run. Yeah, and they'll throw a commercial anywhere. It's like the most homophobic comedian goes on. Let's throw on a commercial for uh, VBRO. Dog. <laughs> D- the phobia was phobian. It, it was, was wild. Heavy. Like, like I was, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to grapple with like, I was like, damn, was was we needed an update in the, in the 90s we had no updates this Dude. shit was just everybody either came out with with bits about like sex or yep. sex and fucking homophobia it was just yeah. like all right and, 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 and nobody people. was and shit no, white people do shit white people do <laughs> black people do and also nobody was eating pussy or sucking dick no, it was literally it was. just no. <laughs> it was wild. nobody Oh my god! I can't believe we we started the show with all this right No, I'm just yeah, like, we just jump, we jump right. You said he said homophobia. Right into the to... deep end. <laughs> this is yo. I, I I just want to know before we start. I would love I would love for someone to listen to the show whenever we put it up, who's never seen Deaf Comedy Jam, Ooh, and then man. like because we the good thing about our show is like in the last couple of weeks that so we did a Scaramanga slash Sir Menelik episode. And people were like, I'd never heard this dude. He's amazing. And people are like, I went and bought his 12 inch because you guys talked about it. Or a Castro dude talked about like company flow, like crazy kings. And someone was like, I went out and bought the 12 inch because you guys talked about it. I want to see the first be like, I, I never heard of this stuff. What is it? Let me just check it out. <laughs> and they're like, guys, Dave Chappelle. What's <laughs> You're going to be doxing us quick, bro. We're going to be it, out it of starts- here. When Dave Chappelle went on, I was like, man, I didn't realize how much of a cent- central theme in his comedy this has been. It's, it's, it's held it's him down. Been, it's held it's him a down. Line, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's really held. It's like, it's like for me watching Sixers, Danny Green. He just stands in the corner waiting to catch and shoot that three. That's all he was there. I just want to, <laughs> and I'm not going to defend. I'm not passing the ball. I just go, I'm right here. I'm good at this. Chappelle's like, man, this is, oof, times are right. <laughs> this, this is just butter right here. I got this one. 44%. Boom. Got it. Got it. <laughs> it's gonna kill every time. But yeah, there was there was there were so many of those moments where I was just like, Yeah, this is this didn't age well. But no. there were some moments like the um I forget the woman's name, but it was like it was like there was like a trans comedian on it. I was like, what the fuck oh, is word? What's yeah, it, was, in? it was in a season hosted by um Joe Tory. Yes. Um and I forget what was her name. I wish I could remember. 
but she had on like a maroon pantsuit and like okay. a like a maroon pantsuit and she place. came out and she was just like she was she was speaking in a real, like a real dainty feminine voice and then she was like like kind of lowered the register oh, wow. oh, and it God. freaked everybody out and she was like i know y'all wonder why i'm up here dressing like this and it was like oh okay so it was almost like she had to kowtow to the to the phobia right. yeah to yeah. the, the general right. atmosphere to like uh, let motherfuckers know like I, i'm aware but this is just who i am it was it was kind of it was kind of a, a really interesting thing to watch with like the the bit of context that i had about you know just reliving how like in the 90s we we were not as evolved as a, as a society yeah. we didn't have the we didn't have the nuance we couldn't really discuss things in the way you, you know it's, you know it's crazy i and and we'll, we'll like we're, we're I'm, I'm gonna keep all this by the way we'll, we'll like do an intro at some point but <laughs> this is something fascinating i want to say based on what you're saying right so i just started a new job this week where i'm fully remote but in my old job i was in person you know up until covid and i would do this training for like lgbtq awareness and we would talk you know about everything it was great and and but i would have people in this trainings from like around the world from like every culture every background every age so people with wildly different views on everything right and so yeah. I would talk about saying, like, I remember my life where just homophobia was like breathing. Like it was how we talked to each other as dudes, where that's all we joked with each other about. Right. And the first time I ever heard someone say that's wrong, there was like a PSA with like Grant Hill and like Steve Nash in like 2005 or six where they're just showed it was like well, during the NBA playoffs and there's like these two dudes playing ball and a dude dribbled off his foot and dude's like, ha, look at you, came and dribble, you're so gay. And then, and then Grant Hill goes, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you can't do that. You can't equate weakness or sensitivity or feminine qualities with the whole set of people. And the dude's like, why not? And then they start breaking it all down. Right. And I'm like, 2000, I was like in my early 20s and I was like, What's wrong with that? Like, well, that's how me and my friends talk every day. Like, what do you mean? I can't say that. Huh? Steve Nash and Grant Hill. Like, why is this a problem? <laughs> and then after that, I was like, they would air that PSA a lot. And I was always like, oh, shit. Like, we're really foul. Like, yeah, damn, like, yeah. Oh. it was like early, it took the early to mid 2000s for it to just become a thing to be like, hey, mm, don't uh, just because your friend like got mustard on his pants doesn't mean he's gay. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> That's actually like a telltale sign. Yeah, the, oh, the, the mustard stains. The mustard stains. Oh, yeah. yeah, mustard stains. Absolutely. Yeah. Obvi- I mean, it's yeah. obvious. You don't need a gay guard. <laughs> Everybody knows that. But like, it's it's yeah. just funny you say that because it's like this was what when when was the first season of Def Comedy? Like ninety one. It was ninety two. Two. Okay. So like yeah, we are now ex- ninety two. I think the first episode. thirty. Years. We are full experts on the on the the story of. <laughs> Yeah, so this is uh, Culture Podcast, by the way. We got Don Will checking in for the first time. It's Tanya Morgan, Lessendary. All give myself right. a round of applause. All right. Yes. Gr- a great Twitter follow, by the way. Phenomenal Twitter follow. You know, there's Thank you. there's some people that all of us in the group chat would be like, oh, this, this guy's a rough Twitter follow. Uh, I got to put the guy on mute. Good friend of mine, like like his beats, like his rhymes. <laughs> Don Will is never muted. Never be muted. Yeah, no. In it's, Twitter it's history, he's never been they- muted. I've I try to keep my Twitter um, informative, mm. and it it definitely has a, a bias towards progressive ideas and views, and I'm 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 friendly, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm my Twitter and my my personality are kind of the same thing, but yeah, I'm not I'm not if I have like a a really 
like a hot take or a thing to say. I some some of that shit don't make it to Twitter. Like, good. I, Thank you. You're good. People Appreciate don't know how to edit themselves. I, I think that I think that that's the biggest thing that I've learned about people on on Twitter. The other thing too, social media in general. The thing that I've learned is that um, just because we're friends doesn't mean I have to follow you. Oh, wow, good one. And that's and it has nothing to do with being friends. It's just that when you sign on to a social media platform, now you're publishing content, whether or not you agree, whether or not you think that just the photo, the weird photo of your mom eating a taco from Saturday <laughs> night isn't, it's fucking content. And it's, it's right. on my feed next to something I actually want to see. And mm. I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying I don't want to see your mom in the weird taco. What right. I'm saying is that a lot of times people don't necessarily look at social media as, they look at it as like life updates. And I'm like, no, if I wanted the life updates, I would contact you directly. Correct. You know I mean? exactly. so, Real life. Right. Good. You know, granted, it, it all falls in. There are some people who it's just like, cool, give me the baby and the mom photos and all that shit. But for the most part, especially Twitter, mm-hmm. I'm a little more lax on Instagram because, you know, the algorithm don't give a fuck. It's not going to show me your shit anyway. So I'll follow Correct. the shit out of you. Yeah, that's but true. Twitter. And, and it's it, photos. It's for that. Yeah, Twitter is words. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to hear your thoughts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not interested. I'm out. Yeah. Um, I, we have I, I often get my algorithm set where it's like just like people talking about the Jets and rap. Dude, <laughs> mine, dude. Since James Harden came to the Sixers, all my feed now is like awesome Sixers fans and us just talking shit about how James Harden's the best, Ben Simmons is a bitch, Philly's great, and I'm always like, oh, this is great. I'm like, I feel really happy every day. Look, this is great. I don't care about anything else in the world. We got James Harden. This is great. I feel good all the time. I'm like, this is a good algorithm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I watch sports as pop culture, which is probably, I'm like, I'm like that sports fan. It's just like, I know about James Harden going to, going to um, the Sixers because I know he was complaining about being on a team. Correct. I don't know what team he was on. He was on the, uh, the, 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 the Cleveland Broncos. So okay. since we got him, it's been great. The Cleveland Broncos, they didn't deserve the Cleveland Broncos. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, the Cleveland Broncos isn't a team. Like in my mind, I, it was in my mind, I was like, the Cleveland has the Cavaliers and the Broncos nope. are Deborah. Like I, nah, I know bro. the they they they, they, they left. <laughs> they left. The Broncos came there. It was crazy. You missed it. <laughs> it's, it's a football team. It's it's new. <laughs> it's, it's it's next level. You missed it. You got to pay attention more. You got to subscribe to the athletic like me. I'm doing, I'm locking in. I'm just going to follow everybody on your, that you follow. There you go. That's pretty dope. Uh, we got, we got Alaska here. Um, What's going on? He's got, he's got the jets algorithm. So that, that's not a good, that's not a good look, like look for you at all. It's a great look, man. We're talking about Zach Wilson. Oof. Being what the future you? of the NFL, my friend. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, we're delusional as hell, but we're still <laughs> talking about it. It's, so it's my a, question is, as a Jets fan, is why yeah. is it Jets over Giants? Uh, it's just my dad was a Jets fan. He took me to Jets games when I was a kid, and uh, that was pretty much so did I. I don't like Giants fans. Giants fans are assholes. Mm. You heard it. You, you heard it here first. I don't know anything yeah. about Giants fans. I know a Jets fan personally now, so I'm yeah, a Jets so fan too. By pro- well, I'm, a Bengals, I'm a Bengals fan first and foremost. Just, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah naturally. Icky, you know, Icky Woods guy. You're a day one. You're a boomer guy. But, but since science. I've but since I've been in New York, I don't have a football like I, I'm gonna go ahead and claim the Jets since I don't have a team. Fair enough. 
Okay. They're, they're a fun, sad group of people to hang around with and just watch. <laughs> the, the level of delusion is much fantastic. like in the Rav fans. So it's, oh, yeah. you'll, you'll fit right in. You'll fit right in. Yeah. I mean, Jets fans are the type of like, you know how like indie rap fans will be like, I can't believe that people like DMX more than they like Anticon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's Jets fans. Like, you know, what do you mean Tom Brady's the best? Chad Pennington I led the team to the playoffs twice. Some someone did this on video the day. He was like, What why do we always consider the best rappers ever? Like, why are always they like popular like major label dudes? I'm like, because Ghostface is on a major label. Like, what do you want from me, dude? Like, who's better Ghostface? <laughs> I said, I said Ghostface is on a major, Prodigy was on a major, Jay. Like I, no one on fat beats is better than ghost sorry like i get i get your point but no get out of here yeah I, I, i'd agree with that absolutely agree with that never gonna happen um but we're not gonna talk about ghost this is even though we do talk about Ghostface every single episode tonight we are not gonna talk about ghost well, we just did we got it in there briefly briefly yeah. we're, we're talking uh deaf comedy jam with don will um so we just jump right in with this one we have a again alaska behind the scenes the incredible organizational skills to, to draft the syllabus every week on the topic. It's, it's really helpful to procrastinate on my schoolwork. It's it's great. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad I'm glad your scholastics are suffering to, to Is it 80 pages of reading, or can I put like nine questions together on <laughs> we all need a healthy distraction, man. I'm all for it's it. It's important, man. Yeah. This is great. So we're we're doing deaf comedy jam. So we're gonna um we're gonna consult the syllabi, plural for syllabus, and then we're gonna I mean, we might have hit some of the points already just coming in hot off the gate, like talking about. I, th- I think we hit sort of like talking points that I wanted us to get to, but mm. there's more. Yeah, yeah, I was I would say there's still there's definitely still meat on the bones. You know what I'm saying? We we just kind of we just kind of picked at the skin and poked it to make sure that it was done. But there's meat yeah. on the bone. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, there's a lot of meat on the bone. All right. What's the first no. bullet point? We have chapter one. So I guess like the first one is like, when did you first see Def Comedy Jam? Like we were talking about earlier about people who never saw it before going to it for the first time. But what was it for you? Like the first time you saw it and what were your like when I saw it, my mind was fucking blown. I was like already like a huge comedy fan. Um, I was a huge Martin fan from like his time in like Kid and Play and I'm not Kid Play House Party. Right. Seeing him yep. on like other shows and stuff. But, um, you know, just sort of like seeing all these comedians who I'd never seen before that were just amazing. And like kick Capri being there, like just oh. the whole, like the two things I love comedy and hip hop put into one thing. It was just like, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so before I answer this question, I just want to say Ghostface good times is one of the best songs ever best recorded verse. and never released. Yes. Best verse. Yep. What if the Bible wasn't good and good with bad and bad as it should. should. Like that, man, like I, that is one of the most, that's what the law like, would do. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll discover you. People see me, you didn't even hear me on the cell. All right, whatever, whatever. My bad. I'm sorry. You said Ghostface, and I mean, good for you. But went right to good times, man. (laughs) Holy shit. I mean, there's so many others that I could have picked, but I'll just good times is the one that I always think about. You're off to a great start on the show. I'll be honest with you. You're you're just phenomenal work. Go ahead, go on about Death Comedy Show. But I want to say, I was, I remember the, I remember. I, I saw, I watched bits and pieces of the first season. And I remember the first season. Mm-hmm. I was one of those comedy fans that I used to watch Robert Townsend Partners of Crime and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so again, I was already up on stand up. Like I wasn't like, I wasn't uh, into Richard Pryor mainly because it was my, my parents and my, the people I was around didn't push it on me. 
Eddie Murphy was the, was the comedian who I like. That was my generation. Like who yeah. I was like, oh Eddie Murphy, cool. Yeah, that was my um, gateway as well. I remember, so I was in love with Partners in Crime and all of that stuff and the sketches and all that. And when Def Comedy Jam came, I just remember feeling like what you said. It's just like, wait a minute, this is hip hop. It just mm. felt like it felt like the same the same feeling I got when I saw like rap videos. It was that same kind of like, all right, so this is young people that are dressed cool. Because remember, on Partners in Crime, you know, it was a little bit. It was kind of like when Melly Mel and them had the suits and fucking leather pants on, and then Run DMC yeah. came with sneakers. It was that uh-huh. dynamic, literally, and it was. Russell, it was just kind of like co-signed by Def Jam. So yeah. it just had, it felt really young and fresh and cool. Like just yeah. from like a, you know, like a, a aesthetic standpoint. But the comedy itself, man, like so much of that stuff, so much of that stuff just became, it was just part of the lexicon immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like after the episode aired, people just started repeating it ad nauseum, circulating VHS tapes and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, acting like Martin became a thing. Like, oh my so, god! Like, a lot of like <laughs> holy actors, like, shit, doing doing Martin faces, Martin voices, even Martin like the way Martin moved, people were biting that shit. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, you know it's like okay, I, I'll say this about Martin real quick before I get into my origin story. Was he like the young black Robin Williams? where he was just so energetic with all of these voices and like body postures. And like, there was nothing really like that. Only thing I think it was Robin Williams. So my is question is, yeah, that, I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, I don't think it's a bad comparison. I don't think it's an off comparison. I think that there's something there. I'm trying to remember. I would need to know. I would need to like be able to like, figure out where he was in his career. This was mm. like right after House Party. Right. Mm-hmm. Did he have, I don't know if he had a full stand-up special out yet. I don't, I don't know if he had he like his special Talking Dirty After Dark. Yeah. Was that the first one, Talking Dirty After Dark? Talking Dirty After Dark wasn't a special though. That was just like, he had like a, a set in it. Okay. He didn't have okay. like a full thing. Okay. Like, uh, Talking Dirty After Dark was a bunch of comedians. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah it was like a showcase. Right. I feel like Def Comedy Jam kind of put him on the path to like have a yeah. special. Like I might just yes. be fabricating that a little bit. Because the special, I think was, his special was actually a, a feature film. It was like released as a feature film. Yep, yep, yep. It was, it was, it was. Okay, yeah. So I'm not tripping. Um, and again, like Martin Lawrence, the the and the TV show was the TV show concurrent with Dev Comedy Jam, or was it before? It mm. might have been like concurrent with season three, perhaps. Because so, I remember that's, the that's Martin Lawrence, the theme song to the TV show had Martin Lawrence, like the kick of pre snippet. Yeah. So yes. in my mind, I didn't do I didn't do like a hard timeline Wikipedia thing because mm-hmm. I didn't I'm have looking, enough time. I'm looking to... down IMDb. I'm an IMDb app opener. Yeah, <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, all right, so Martin was doing this, and this was kind of like a launch pad for all the other things we saw come of his yeah. career. But again, it was like you said. I remember I remember Martin from House Party, and like while Martin had a significant role in House Party, he didn't have the most significant role. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right. so every time he would come on screen, it was just like. Like it was electric, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And then to be able to like, oh, I can watch him do a thing on HBO. Absolutely. Like it was, it had all the elements to make it just fucking uh, uh, catnip for me. I was, yeah. I was locked in. Okay, so he had his first special was "You So Crazy." That's that right. That's movie. what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what it was. But yeah. it looks like Def Comedy Jam. He only hosted 20 episodes. 
he did three seasons. Isn't that crazy? Um, so that that was ninety two. Yeah, the show the show premiered August twenty seventh in ninety two. So, I mean, basically within six months, I guess from the premiere of Def Comedy Jam. Got you. That was March ninety two. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I was looking at his things incorrectly. Okay, so he was in Do the Right Thing, obviously eighty nine. Mm-hmm. House Parties, Bilal, classic ninety. Um, the Kid and Play TV series. Okay. Yeah. 1990, right? <laughs> Wait, the car. There was a TV, like a live action or the cartoon. It says it voice, cartoon, right? Yeah, so he was he played Wiz, the voice. Okay, I remember yeah, that. yeah, I remember that. I remember the cartoon. Okay, yeah. then Talking Dirty After Dark, ninety one. Okay, House Party two, ninety one. Here it is, Boomerang, ninety two. Oh, also, God, he was in Boomerang. Yes. Yep. So and then Martin started ninety two. Also, so he had Def Comedy Jam, Martin, and Boomerang. All the same year. That's damn incredible. It's a monster year. What Oof. a fucking year. Yeah. God damn. Yes. And, so and, that's... and you like that that pretty much shows why he's cemented. Like he was just Correct. there was a year where it was just he was inescapable. And not only was he inescapable, he was fucking excelling at being fucking talented. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So okay, so my, my intro to Def Comedy Jam. So I'm trying to think like, okay, so when when I got into it, like before that, I think probably like the craziest comedian I saw was like Sam Kennison. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, like ah! yeah, like that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Smoking his cigarettes. Um, he was pretty wild, right? And then like I love comedy. I remember watching like Comedy Central and it was called like the Comedy Channel and like the first cable I ever had. And they would just have like clips of comedians like Dennis Miller or like fucking like Paula Poundstone or some shit. So then when you go from that world to like Sam Kinison, where you're like, oh, like he's kind of raunchy to Def Comedy Jam, like Tracy yeah. Morgan and like Chris <laughs> Tucker and Eddie Griffin. For me, it was like it was something where I had like at that point, 92, I had all white friends. Everyone I knew was white. Right. It was like our sleepover secret was yeah. to stay up <laughs> to watch fucking Def Comedy Jam. Right. That was the thing that and CB4. Def Comedy JFC before or Boys in the Hood or Menace. Like one of those was happening. That was like our ultimate rebellion was to watch one of them. So if it was, I think it was on Friday nights, right? Def Comedy Jam was first on. I believe it was Friday so. or Saturday. Yeah, yeah it was a weekend. Definitely a weekend thing. Yes. So we would try I, to stay up and watch Def Comedy Jam live and not laugh so hard to wake up whosoever parents were in the house to watch that. But like feeling like you're you're seeing the future and like don will said and like this is our shit this is like new fresh like everyone's young and like leather and like fucking baseball hats and kid capri yelling and like people jumping the fuck up like when certain beats came on and it was like seeing that it's like oh like this is ours like this is for us now this is not bill cosby or fucking like any like button up ass dude like johnny carson or some shit like this is for us and so it became like for me, you only I only knew a couple of friends that were into it, but when we were into it, we were like that's our thing, and that's like a secret yeah. amongst us. Like we can only watch it when we have sleepovers and everyone's fucking in bed. Then we could put on Def Comedy Jam. <laughs> so that was like the coolest. It was like you know, it was like a secret society. Yeah, I I, I can also say that um, it definitely was one of those things that like you know, I, I my if my mom knew I was watching this, she was like, what the. Turn that shit off like it was right. that. And that was even while even when Eddie Murphy Raw came, when Eddie Murphy uh Raw came out, I remember my sister's boyfriend at the time like got me the tape to watch it. It was it was definitely some shit where it's just like, don't tell your mom I got you this. <laughs> because you know, that shit was 
again, like when you, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of the syllabus, but syllabus. But when you like talk about the material itself, it was like a too short tape or something. It was like NWA. It was, yes. it was literally like this very adult conversation with profanity and with like it was, it was like being able to hang out with your older cool cousins or some right. shit. It was, it was so, it was so fire. Yeah. It, it's funny you had the sim- I had a similar experience with Eddie Murphy, but it was um, the cassettes, the comedian cassette. Mm. And yeah, yeah. we got it when we were in like, and we we're school and we would like bring a radio to school with us. And like we, during <laughs> recess, we go out and like far away from the school and just like sit around and all of us just like playing it real low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit ever. Real low. You, you, you got to play this shit low. Like I remember I had the one, uh, what's the one with put the boogie in your butt? In your butt. Yeah. Yes. Boogie in, yeah, in your butt, butt. boogie. I remember I had that and I would I would do the same shit in my in the house though. I would just have the speakers turned down to like two or three and just be sitting like my face yeah. fucking in front of it, like and like giggling and shit. And when I would hear my mom come down, I would I would turn it off. You know what Dude. I'm saying? Yo, you remember um that this movie never gets talked about? Um Fear of a Black Hat. Yes, Fear oh, of a Black Hat, yeah. Ice Froggy yeah. Frog and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that was like that was like it was acceptable because it was like a movie and it was like a joke making fun of all the gangster rapper tropes. Like yeah. I, I feel like that was somehow like passable for some reason in my household, but like you know, doggy style murder was a case, like too short, like all that was like totally off the table. But like fear of a black hat was like, oh yes, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. You you could check that out they, for blockbuster. They gave that good reviews in the New York Times and like, <laughs> like the Angelica <laughs> Film Center. Yeah, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about that film. And like, I remember I went back I, when Twitch, when the pandemic happened, I remember um, I was showing films on Twitch. I would do a film thing. Like I would DJ on one night and show films on one night. And I showed Fear of a Black Hat. And watching it, I watched CB4 too, but watching it, I remember being like, it didn't age terribly. Like mm, in a, lot of the, yeah. a lot of the stuff in the 90s that, you know, we we romanticize and like we have this, this nostalgia around. <laughs> I, I say this lovingly, even about what the show we're talking about. You got to kind of observe it in a vacuum where you, you, we all got the stat. We all got the fucking update. We know yeah, everything right. is different now. Right. But if you know, when you, when you watch it, you kind of got to watch it as like this time capsule of, you know, like, like, the the world hadn't evolved in in ways and like things hadn't changed to the point where they are now. So yeah, it, it's some fucked up shit in there and it's some shit in there that like, you know, nowadays absolutely wouldn't fly, but it was but you, but you know what I always like to keep in mind about that stuff. Though. Like it was it was everywhere. There. Like that's the thing. But like, like think about this too. In ninety two or ninety three, whenever Fear of a Black Hat came out, we're we're the same distance away from that that year and like 1962 for them you know what I mean? it's like exactly. 92 like 1962 like i don't know shit they were fucking a bunch of morons they're disgusting like, they're fucking <laughs> at losers. and we're looking at 92 like you guys are oof. <laughs> right so that means that in, in 2042 they're gonna be like god they're gonna be playing this podcast like yeah. god damn what <laughs> <laughs> these guys are loathsome oof. Yeah. they're underdeveloped <laughs> undercooked <laughs> Alaska. What, so the syllabus. So we we hit the origins. What what do we so, have? I, mean, I think we kind of also talked about what made it so special. But oh hell yeah! Like well, no, I, I want to add this too about what made it so special. Oh, yeah, also. I got more more meat okay. on the bones. Go ahead. Yeah, Here so it is. Ready? Into that. What what I liked about it was, again, it, it that show 
gave me and my friends, it introduced us to like snapping and like mm. busting on people. And, and we would say cracking on you, busting on you. You know, people call it dozens all that. But like for us, it was like, oh, you can. This is like a real thing. You could just like do this all the time. And everyone would try like outsmart each other. I remember like buying a book called like Snaps, where it was yeah. a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I remember a lot of mom jokes. And it like like pictures <laughs> of like two guys, like one dude like baggy jeans on and like he like braids. And it was it, to me, it became like a whole industry of like how how much can I make fun of my friends in public and how much can they make <laughs> and how prepared it was like going to a battle rap all the time. It was always like, I got to have like these five on deck because if he says like your mom is so fat, your mom's so stupid. You know, your sister's so blind or your, whatever, like, whatever it would be like ready to go. And like Def Jam, Def Comedy Jam was like the beginning of me seeing like, oh, this is this is like a real thing. This isn't just something me and my friends do. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it, it was masterful crowd work through that whole thing. Masterful. Yeah. That, yeah. Whenever there was one I, I was watching with Shucky Ducky where there was a girl dressed in all orange and he just walked out. He said, happy Halloween, baby. Like he just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake a dick and quack. Right. <laughs> he said he's looking happy Halloween, baby. Like, right off the rip. And you know, speak, just... Speaking of, of a girl dressed in all orange, the thing that made it special for me, at least like going back and watching it, the fashion, man. Incredible. Just like looking at because I, I skipped around through all the seasons, so I kind of took a tour through. The last, like the, the whole six year arc. What, wait, what year was the last season? 98 then? 97. Ooh, yeah, that's 97, different it was, era. It was totally short. Different. Yeah, it was short. But like, like there were, I remember like seeing like early on when it was just like comedians pretty much wearing pantsuits and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and then you get to like the 96 where cats are coming out of fucking spikes joint uh, yep. bomber jackets and shit. And uh, like, um, Martin coming out with like I remember Martin. There was one episode where Martin came out with an all white Jordan outfit, yep. and it looked like he had on Jordan khakis. Like I don't know if I'm tripping, but mm. they the cut on the, the cut on the pants were not sweatpants cut. I'm like, does this wow. motherfucker have on some fucking Jordan khakis? But crazy. it was just so. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm gonna say it was so fun watching the fashion shit. Yeah, yeah. I was I was I was taking note of Martian uh, Martian martin stuff in like the first two seasons because he would come in like and he would just be like all baggy clothes but like with his pants pulled up to like his ribs and then like two pagers two pagers on decked out in nike force gear like yeah yeah. or like having like the um like you know like a a grambling sweatsuit on yeah like the the fucking um the hbcu shit with like the stitches on that looking shit yeah you reminded me, Alaska, you reminded me of a question that I've been thinking about for the last month. When is the last time, like, you tucked in your shirt? Wow. I mean, like, like not, not even for, like, not to get dressed up, but just for pleasure. Just to, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to kick back and tuck even, in this shirt and watch, uh, <laughs> quite honestly. I watch mean, a good I'll, film. I'll, like sometimes have a t-shirt under a button down that's tucked in, but that's about as close as I get. That's about it. I was, I was, I don't know why I was thinking about this because I, this is just some shit I would think about, but I'm just like, maybe I should tuck in my shirt one day just to see how it feels. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird I, feeling, man. Tuck it in but, for, I know, but then you gotta have. Tucking in sweaters on Def Jam. 
Yes. Yeah, they they tucked in all type of shit in the nineties, oh, man. Yeah. Like it was it wasn't it wasn't subject to just shirts with tails or fucking long tees. It was like we're gonna tuck this fucking crew neck sweatshirt yeah. in my and you and you gotta have a black leather belt with with the shiny ass silver buckle. <laughs> like, you have to have that. And the two and the two sets of uh, holes. Yeah. <laughs> <two sets. laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tuck in a hoodie. I'm gonna be the first person tuck to tuck it in a hoodie. Tuck in a hoodie. Yo, yo, Kanye is gonna, he's gonna see you and he's gonna start doing that shit. It's gonna be the easy tuck here at Gap. <laughs> easy tucks. That shit is crazy. But you also like, had, you had to have like the perfect slouch when you did it too, like pull it out just right so it hung. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. my god, that's a great question. What's the last time you <laughs> for the leisure? That is a great question. Yeah. It's a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. I'm gonna take a nap on the couch, <laughs> tuck in my shirt first. Tuck in my shirt. <laughs> watch, watch some documentaries, zone out. You know, you know what I'm saying? Classic, classic documentary viewing fit right there. Yeah, it's good looks right there. And oh, then, uh, a, a lot of vests as well. A lot of crazy vests. Yeah. Vests were hot in the 90s. Like, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, I had a few of them. I did not. Were, were you ever on Combat Jack show? Yeah, I was. So remember when. Um, they would it was either like dame dame dash would fuck with him i can't remember other people they would always be like oh Re- reggie used to be in the fucking 90s wearing a vest with no shirt underneath <laughs> yeah. but again peace combat oh, rest in peace combat that's some 90s shit though yes. i yo i absolutely had a leather a leather silky back vest like the vest with a silk on the back and shit oh, i had that yeah i do that I, I, wore, I wore i went to a school dance with a leather I'm sorry, a silk vest that had like billiard balls all over it, mm. over top of a <laughs> over top, over top of a bum hoodie. Remember a not, bum? Not the yeah, you were futuristic. No, I was I was starting in fifth grade with that. I was so proud. I went to a store called Gigolos. I got the <laughs> vest over the black bum hoodie. Boom. Amazing. The the vest over top the hoodie. You might have you might have actually been like an honorary member of Shy at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like it, they didn't even. If I, if there's a clause. There's a clause in their contract that if a person wear, if a person wears that specific outfit, they get a cut right. of the royalties. Yeah, <laughs> either that or I was in Portrait. I was in the R&B group Portrait. Here we go again. Here we go. I still have the I have the Shy 12 inch. I can't reach right now. I have the If I Ever Fall in Love again 12 inch. So on a break, I'll grab it. The other wild fashion thing was when there was like celebs up in the balcony. Oh man. Like yeah. there was one with run DMC and they had on these hats that they looked like bad they were hats. just like in super Mario brothers. Yeah. It was Dude, like they always bad hats. Celebrities always had the, the worst, worst hats. hats. Always the with huge, the huge ball cap, ball boy cap, yeah. like newsboy cap. The cat was like the size of <laughs> dumb Donald on fucking fat Albert or some shit. Yeah. It was huge i remember i remember i watched the episode it cycled up and i just remember being like why are they dressed like that I mean, <laughs> jam master j still dressed like jam master j but the other two dudes are like saving Dude, they were lost toaster. in the world bro he, he had he had the queen's drug dealer look cemented they were like nah what about this goofy ass left eye hat all right throw it on let's put that on they had that bad hat it was his name um oh like that was from the pause video i think yep. oh yeah <laughs> I saw someone else with a bad hat. It was it was a it was a female, and they I'm, I was waiting for them to get her for the hat, but I guess it was like in that year, so that they didn't fuck with her. I forget who it was, and I was like, really with the hat, like it, 
it was in, it was incredible. But if she would have sat in the front row with the hat, they would have roasted. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It must have been Rosie. Per- no, it wasn't Rosie Perez. Oh, I forget who it was. Fuck, that's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, the, the fashion is like, I, I I didn't watch the rewatch the later episodes. And, and wait, and, w- and when did DL Hewley take over as the host? Uh, it must have been late. I don't even remember DL Hewley taking. over. It was like in the last two or three years because I were, so I think. I was trying to figure out when they moved it because they eventually they took it to LA. And I want to say like the yes. last year or two of it was in LA. I couldn't figure out what season had gotcha. moved to LA. But um I think DL Hughley was I think DL Hughley was right before the move, or I'm pretty sure he was right before the move. Okay. Because I mean, they have him listed. Because right? everybody that went on that show became an instant star. Right. Was, Everybody's like deals with Hollywood deals, I'm sure, instantly. Yeah, like like I'm yeah. looking at people with the most appearances, right? So you had Kid Capri, 21 episodes, most episodes. Mm-hmm. Martin, 20 episodes. All right. DL, 14 episodes. Joe Torre, eight. All right. So those are like the main people hosting. Yeah. Or, all right. But then you have Adele Givens. I mean, seven. She had a ton, yeah. But she yeah. kind of ran it. That was like her show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then five. you have. Her wait, sets were incredible. Yeah. Oh, they were great. Always, you ready yeah. for this? This guy had five. Ricky Harris. Oh, yeah. Oh shit! I, yeah, rest in peace, Ricky Harris. Yeah, Ricky man, Harris, Ricky man. Harris was amazing. Oh, now ready for this one? Mike Ricky Epps Harris had is five. Like the Tony Gwynn of that shit. He was. Mike yeah. Epps had five. Wow. And that's I remember surprising. seeing him a next and then and then it was it next Friday, and I was always next like, Friday, oh, that's yeah. the dude from Duck and Death Comedy Jam. Um, yeah. what's his name? Michael. What's his name? Uh, Colyar. Michael Colyar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four. He yeah. did four. Uh, Bill Bellamy. I remember him from before Def Jam. Oh, he's yeah, he was like he was fucking certified like some run, yeah, yeah. And then you have Bill Bellamy with three, and I his, okay. his were like the ones I loved the most. I loved him. This was my yo, me and my man O. Shasta O. We're gonna have to have O on the show because he's a, he's a comedian. Me and O used to watch this guy's shit on DVD all the time. Arnez J. Arnez J. Yo, he did three <laughs> episodes. Yeah. Arnez yeah. with the fucking the way he would move and do shit on oh my god like yep dude it was the best so everyone kind of had like even like earthquake had three um Bernie Mac only had two Bernie Which, Mac crazy for his for his two he Shh. probably for for what I think outside of the host had the biggest impact yeah I think without question I mean just like just like the I ain't scared of you motherfuckers like that shit lived. <sighs> Outside of the uh, yeah. outside of Def Comedy Jam, the ooh, nothing, what you doing? Ooh, like that became a song. It, Bernie Mac's impact from Def from his two Def Comedy Jam appearances alone, monstrous, impeccable. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, st- like, I still have his his "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" stuck in my head from seeing it like three days ago. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. You ready? You ready for this guy? He he only had two, motherfucking hamburger. Lonzo Jones. All right, so this is the part where I have to say I need to look up where Hamburger is right now. I know he's on Instagram. If he does not have a fucking in and out endorsement or something, I will be pissed. (laughs) He he deserves it. Hamburger needs his flowers or his burgers. He don't need flowers. He needs burgers. (laughs) He does need burgers. You know who said I not remember it all? A bouquet of burgers. I did not remember JB Smooth set. that set is amazing so he killed yeah because that was the thing so when i found it on peacock i found it like at three o'clock today and i had other stuff to do so i couldn't like sit with it but i just i just kind of scrolled through each season reading the names of people performing i'm just like 
JB Smooth? Like there were so many names that I just so many names that I just forgot were on that stage. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Dude, uh, I, I, okay. I pulled together a list of stars mm-hmm. from the first three seasons. This is the first three seasons. Okay. Bill Bellamy, Joe Torrey, Yvette Wilson, Steve White, Ricky Harris, Adele Givens, Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey, D.L. Hewley, Michael Collier. Uh, Collier. Tony right. Woods was always amazing. Oh, I love Tony Woods. Ronaldo yeah. Ray, who was yeah. uh, who was Red's dad in um, Friday. Yeah. Wow. Um, Eddie Griffin. Wow. Hamburger. Chris Tucker. Cedric. Uh, Chocolate. Chappelle. Smooth. Flex. Flex. Anthony Johnson, Cheryl Underwood, Warren Hutchison, um, Chris Thomas, the former mayor of Rap City, (laughs) Tracy Morgan, Faison Love, Artie Fuqua, Wow, Ricky Smiley, and Arnez J. That was love Ricky Smiley. It's fucking crazy. Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, you know he he actually tucked his shirt in. I want to just go ahead and acknowledge that. (laughs) And he had on a leather vest. He looked like a he had on like a Tupac. Thug life kind of outfit with the remember yeah. the, the 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 scullies with the little tie at the top. Yes, yeah. He the had trench. that shit on. Yeah, trench. the trench, the trench he cap. Also had trench. the black tims, which were like a special type of dude wore black tims, especially when they tucked their pants into him. Yep. And Chris Tucker <laughs> like, was one of those dudes. Chris Tucker. It's, fu- it's funny seeing how like like seeing the evolution and seeing how where he landed. Like today, he's kind of like a. I don't know if it's still the same, but I remember. He came back and did, did that special. It was kind of like mostly clean, and it was like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. almost like a religious. He's like a gospel yep. comedian yeah. in a sense. But back then, it was just like, man, I was robbing the bank, and somebody stole my car. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like motherfucker. Yeah. It was just like it's just wild, you know, watching people's trajectory when you can look back yeah. like that. You know, he's he's unbelievable. Um, I found Hamburger on Instagram. Nice. Uh, oof, Donwell, you really should offer your services to take over this account, my man. It's uh, uh it's a, it's a rough account. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's got good bones, you know. It, it needs a total renovation. It's what, what, what is his IG? It is, Ham- it is no, no, no. This is all one word, okay? Comedian oh. Alonzo Hamburger Jones, all lowercase, all one word. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. It's a little rough. Uh, oh, that is a long ass name. Comedian Alonzo yeah. Hamburger Jones. Like it's wow. Oh yeah, seventeen is, posts. It's not. It's not cracking. He's, yeah, he's he's definitely beyond uh, yeah, she, social yeah. media help. Uh, you know, you know, I, I'll just say uh, shout out to Hamburger. You know, like everybody, God. run up his numbers if you if you see if you listen to this and then you're a Hamburger fan. If you're not a Hamburger fan, I mean, you're one now. Go follow Hamburger. You have to. Yeah, <laughs> hamburger had great sex. He was the best, dude. He yeah, did. Even even when uh, I I was thinking about him recently too when we were playing this episode, because uh, I talked about one of our first episodes we did when SNL did the original catchphrase "Kings of Comedy" skit <laughs> when they had uh, Keenan do his setup called like Harold <laughs> Beef Jelly Jones, where yeah. he just goes, "Do you ever come home jelly. and catch your wife eating some dookie?" He'd be like, "Bitch, why'd you get all that dookie for? Beef jelly, like." <laughs> Because like, yeah, the the punt the um the catchphrase comedian like that that's not it's not a thing anymore. No, yeah. but 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 hamburger post that on his IG of Keaton paying homage to him. One of his seventeen posts is uh Dave Beef Jelly, whatever name Johnson that's from. Amazing. You know the so the ultimate the ultimate irony in all of this is that we live in an era where hashtags are everything. So. Uh, yeah. Like, like hamburger right now. Yes. If that shit was back then, it would go the fuck crazy. 
Yes. Imagine would that be on TikTok? It oh my huge. god, he would run TikTok. Same thing with my man Shucky Ducky. Shucky Shucky Ducky Quack. And then all when, that when, shit. And then when Bobby Voidahead did his when he did Slappy Pappy, when he goes, <laughs> you're like, do you know what you do if a if a vampire is chasing you? You turn around and trip the bitch, slap it, pappy, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> But he had on the fucking box coat with the glasses. Like he looked dead. Like Bobby Moynihan might be the most under one of the most underrated SNL cast members ever. Absolutely, Bobby Moynihan is brilliant. Oh, he's the best. He he even did like the throwback joke when he goes, "You ever go to McDonald's at 11 a.m.? You're like, what do you mean I can't get an eggy McMuffin? It's 10:59. Slap it, pat it, quack quack." Like (laughs) they always did that joke too about the fucking McDonald's breakfast. Always, yeah. That was a standard you had to talk about the yeah. mcdonald's cutoff yep. yeah and why isn't the plane made out of the black, uh the material for the black box black box <laughs> yeah, yeah. classic trope no classic yeah. yeah so was george wallace ever on a uh, deaf comedy jam he's oh. he's listed i look i'm looking through the entire imdb oh and i'm sorry there there was i think the dl hewley run was 2008 they brought it back oh, he, i remember watching that and it just didn't you know, it was like it was more just like a stand up show. You can't really recapture 92. To yeah, that was uh, the all deaf digital or it was it was like a rebrand, right? Yeah. I, oh, and so I remember like the, yeah. it was like a was DVD. Def Jam 25? That wasn't Def Jam that was Def- that was like the separate one. Okay. That was that was not. Um, I don't remember enjoying it. I don't I don't remember yeah, what it was. was. I just don't remember it. Like, like on- Patrice O'Neill was on it. Damon Wayans Jones. Oh, a Tiffany Haddish was on it, which is kind of awesome. Um, okay, wait, I, I'm, I'm confusing this with something else. I'm confusing this with some, some pandemic content. I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so, but George George was on it. I'm just not sure what iteration of the show. If you're talking good Twitter followers or good Twitter follows, George Wallace oh, might be one of the best. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. George Wallace and Dion Warwick, you just kind of can't go <laughs> Oh, <with> yeah. <laughs> you know, Emo Phillips as well is quite good. Who? Emo Phillips? Really? Emo, Emo Phillips? Phillips? Yeah, it's, oh. Emo Phillips is amazing. Oh, my God. All right, I'm following Emo. Yeah, I love he, Emo. Shouts, just, like, every now U- and again, UHF. you'll find, like, the craziest thing pop up in your timeline, and you're just like, <laughs> the man's a genius. He is He is being followed right now. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, and George, I always see other people re- a retweet or like George Wallace, and I just never have followed him. He he was on fire during the Trump era. Oh my god, oh, he, yeah, was he just really was flambe fucking Trump. I I saw one in post the other day where he said Radio Shack was smart as hell transitioning to shakes. He's the best, dude. Shouts to George, still going, man. That fucking smile. Oh so man, did, did either of you, of you guys watch the um Fat Tuesday special on um? On Amazon Prime, I I just got hip to it. Um, funny enough, when I put up that tweet about um, asking about Def Comedy Jam, a friend of mine she was like, "Have you seen Fat Tuesday?" And I thought it was, I had it confused with the movie Fat Beach. You remember the movie oh, Fat Beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 with Steel from Juice. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I was like, and I, I I responded to her like, "Yeah, it was a movie. It was like a comedy. It was like a movie. I think I saw it." She was like, "No, it's a documentary about um." Fat Beach. Fat Tuesday. I mean, yeah, yeah. Fat. <laughs> but how? <laughs> Zilla's like, Yo, a Coolio vehicle. How could I ever forget? It, but yeah, how- it's, it's a really good documentary. It, it's what made me want to dig back into Def Jam or Def Comedy mm-hmm. Jam. But because it was something that ran like concurrently with Def Comedy right. Jam, which is on the West Coast. 
and it became this like wild thing. And it was like Joe Torrey's brother put it together. Mm. Guy Torrey. Guy Torrey right. set it all up. And it was like, it was the same thing. Just basically everybody that went through Def Jam went through there as well. Okay. And I gotta look, you know, it was something like now. nobody ever heard of. It got like, um, it's not Caroline's, but it's like the one that um, Paulie Shore's mom owned. Oh, um, fuck. I want to say um, Catch a Rising Star, but that's probably not it either. Yeah. It's, it's one of those like, uh, it LA wasn't the comedy, the comedy store? It might be the comedy store. Yeah. Yeah. The comedy store. So it yeah, was, was like, they it was finally, definitely an like, LA institution. Yeah. They finally like ended it where there was like, you know, forever there was just like no black comedian names on the outside. There was like, mm. you know, one or two, like Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. They finally like just basically made a whole wall for everybody that appeared on that show. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so that's wow. like sort of how it ends. But it's a wild documentary, like just the history that happened there. The, they said that Def Jam was inspired by this. I don't know. Like, timelines so. don't seem to check out, but, hmm. um, you know, that's sort of what they said it came. But there's like wild beef between Joe Torrey and Guy Torrey. Yo, tell me about this, man, because I, I love Joe yeah. Torrey, dude. Joe Torrey's I amazing. But Guy Torrey's his little brother, and he became way more successful than him. So there's that dynamic at play. So, okay. So let me ask you this. Was it? Yeah. Cause Joe obviously was in poetic justice and then hosted deaf comedy jam, like yeah. taking over the mantle from Martin. What is guy Tory's thing beyond? I guess he's more just a, a more working respected comedian. I don't know about like comedy. They're both sort of, I think probably the same, but he's guy Tory's loved, right? Mm. Like this guy Tory, like everybody's like, he's just the nicest guy. He was like, always the nicest guy. He was like welcoming to everybody. Um, and, and the thing when Don, when you had mentioned the, the trans woman that was on Def Jam, there's a mm -hmm. big part in there about like guy giving there's a, a trans woman comedian. I can't remember her name right now. Something flame, but um, flame Monroe. Yeah. Flame Monroe. They talk about like him basically like giving her the opportunity to perform and just being like, you go out there. Like this is your space as much as it's anybody's damn. But like, he's just basically like everybody loved him. Like he's just a nice guy. And Joe is like, a real sort of like testy personality, I guess, like the person uh, the stage <laughs> is the same personality, but um, guy started like, he got like a lot of critical praise for his role in American history X. Oh yeah. And then he started get going into production. And I think he just started banking much more than Joe. Okay. And like, it just became like the issue of like the younger brother becoming uh, more successful in the shit. world that his, you know, his, yep. his, the older brother was in that world first. Ooh. was recognized first and he got surpassed there's wow. there's so many sort of stories and com i mean like, i guess i guess not stories but whenever i see like um like like tony rock or you know what i'm saying i i think there's yeah. another there's another rock now performing if mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken but like or like it like you look when you look at the weigh-ins when you look at um neil brennan same thing like oh, his shit. older brothers but who's his older brother I don't remember his name, but he has like two older brothers that were like comedians as well. Oh, shit. Oh, comedians it's just fascinating. It's fascinating when comedy is the family business and like looking at the dynamic between those comedians, especially when there's like a when there's like a, a level of success that one has achieved and the other one hasn't and like seeing how they play that. Like it's mm. super fascinating. But, um, you know, I, I guess yeah. that's I guess, I guess that I guess that just comes with like there's also like the, the baked in sort of like family dynamic that we don't really see or know about that kind of folds itself into that whole thing too. Right. Yeah. They had footage on stage, just like going at each other. Like, you know, it's oh, I've seen that. Friendly, yep. No, I've seen that. Like, they're that, yeah. going like for, for hurting, they're trying to <laughs> wow. hurt each other. Like you see, okay. like, Ooh. Um, but then the, the real sort of like revelation in the whole thing 
is Snoop Dogg is funnier than everybody on the goddamn special. <laughs> so like, you know, they have like they have like oh, all the talking rules. head parts, and it's like him and Tiffany Haddish hanging out. <laughs> and just the two of them hanging out is the funniest shit. Like they need their own show together. So, so Snoop Dogg is funny as fuck. So you're saying that Snoop Dogg is good at yet another thing. He's good at yeah, everything. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snoop is Snoop is fucking like whatever he does, he does it well enough to Damn. be successful yeah. at it. Like Snoop yeah, is amazing. Like but you the, just want to have conversations with him because you realize you're gonna laugh the whole time. The other thing is that it made me think about immediately is um I, have you guys seen that? seen it making the rounds that T.I. is doing stand-up now? I heard of it. I haven't seen the clip. My, my, my friend who is a comedian like posted something about it. I've seen... I've, I've, when I saw it, when I heard about it, I was like, let me go immediately investigate this. <laughs> and um, there's a couple clips on YouTube of him actually doing this set. And it's not bad. It's, it's just... He... He's working on he's he's working out the kinks in delivery and working out the mm-hmm. kinks and like you know what I'm saying like making it like in it making it a battle battle tested tested mm-hmm. in rooms. It's just the fact that it's the spectacle of it being Ti that's kind of keeping people from just kind of slowing down the development of it. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the Ti ness of being Ti where he's like <laughs> he was on a he was on a talk show with uh, Godfrey did a podcast because the thing kind of boiled over when God him and Godfrey had a little spat about um. T.I. like it was it was about something with T.I. performing I don't recall the specifics so I'm not gonna try to rehash it but they were talking about they were just trying to like they were just kind of like smoothing things over and one of the guys on Godfrey's show was just like trying to offer T.I. advice like hey man you know it's kind of customary for when new comedians are starting out that they do like they develop like five or ten minutes of material and you you grow from there like you get five and that becomes 15 it becomes 20 mm-hmm. and then ti was like so you trying to tell me you trying to slow my motherfucking progression partner nah nah fuck that fuck that ti i do 30 minutes if i want to wow and just don't don't say shit about what i'm doing it, like, he just kind of became very agitated with the fact that and dude just like look man i'm not trying to tell you how to run your thing at all i'm just telling you that that's the way that the thing works and that also may be a problem with some people is because mm-hmm. you're coming in rooms and you're taking a month, a lion's share of a slot from other up and coming comedians mm. based on the fact that you have this much material. He was like, I don't give a fuck. And it, it just became this oh. thing where I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like T.I. is bringing, he's bringing that sort of like that rap shit. Yeah. Like he's bringing an extra, an extra scoop of that. There's, there's no humility <laughs> in him doing it. The humility <laughs> part is him eating shit in front of live audiences because he mm. absolutely is like getting clapter like the whole like, where, where yeah, people are like kind of okay. clapping instead of laughing he's also getting the thing where i won't say he's bombing because it's hard for ti to bomb because people are just responding to it sure because of who he is but it's definitely material like there are some jokes in there and i'm not i'm not gonna be one to say like oh it's trash but there are definitely jokes in there he just he's I think that him working out the kinks is going to be a little bit more difficult than somebody who's unknown because mm. people have a preconceived notion about what they're looking at. That was a, a whole aside. My bad. Yeah, that makes a lot. Of... That's a good aside. I, 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 I mean, it's relevant as well because we're talking Def Jam. True. You know, um, why don't we take a quick break? Sure. And Drop then some rap shit. Come back and, and talk about you know some more Def Jam. Boom. We'll be back. Clock culture with Don Will talking deaf comedy jam. BRB. What up, y'all's panels, man? East Hampton Polar Boys. When the catalog out now, man. We got CDs, merch, 
all that insubordinaterecords.com man make sure you don't sleep on it because before you know it, it's gonna be all gone so make sure you head over there stream it do all that long live lord jones man win the catalog album of the year you know what it is peace hey yo she caught me fly woo garments from overseas below knees with extra palm drown rotini fresh panini ground bill chopped garlic and olives get demolished fly air of goddess never modest perfect sonics fill my palace wires missing acoustics hitting needle bless the vinyl been the hey champion it's me your friendly neighborhood podcast host alaska and I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that I just released with my friend Jason Griff. You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project, Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Fat Boy Sharif and Animal Farm featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All the Time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro, Zilla Rocca, Def C, Rob Sonic, Breezley Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're going to want to get this record. It's a must-have for every true aficionado. And you could get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out. It's that time again. We're back. Career Crooks. Me and Small Professor. New album. Never at Peace. Available now worldwide. Streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. You can scoop it at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. If you've heard the Live from the Liar Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and keep it. Play the new record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. New back, me and Small Pro never at peace, career crooks available now. Shit that I remember about that jam, like the things like 30 years later that I, and I haven't watched it in 30 years, you know, like since it came out, were always like little moments, like just such little parts of the show that I'm like, that's the thing that stuck. Like that's the thing that me and my friends talked about for 10 years. Mm. Yep. You know, like just the weirdest little shit. Like, like when Martin like walked, I don't know if you remember, there's like an episode where Spike Lee is there and he's making fun. Oh yeah. Spike did, and yeah. He's, he does the Spike Lee's walk, and I was like, "That shit!" It was such a little spot, but it was like the most dead-on impersonation of Spike Lee I've ever seen. It's yep. just him walking like Spike Lee, or like there's another part. There's like a big fat, like a giant fat dude in the front. Oh my god! And he's like, yeah. he's like, you feel, you're gonna run? He's like, well, we all know you're not gonna run away, but like he just started walking. Away <laughs> and, that guy walked, and it was so on point. I was like, damn. 
Yeah. yeah. Or, or you remember what the girl he thinks is deaf or whatever? He's like, oh, Did yeah. you hear what I was? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the words that are coming oh, out of my Jesus Christ. Man, like Martin was, he was so good at it, at like hosting that show. But part of it was because he was such, he was just a fearless sort of like crowd yeah. work person. Like yeah. he would just attack you. Not even like attack you in a, not in a bad way, but you know what I'm saying? Just come out like, what's going on with you? Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching uh, Run Tell That and like being really excited for it. And I was like trying to trick myself, like the cannabis album, where I was like, nah, it was like really good. You know, it was like, mm. yeah. And then never really thinking about it or caring about it again. Where I was, but I was like so excited at the time that there was just a new Martin special and people, and people were checking for it because it was Martin. But it was like, it just, I don't know what it was. Like even like the, I I still haven't even seen like the new Bad Boys movie, even though I feel like I owe it to Martin to watch it. Bad Boys Forever, it. whatever it is. Was um was Run Tell that the one with the water dripping all over your body? See, I don't yeah, even remember. I think that was um. I don't even that's, remember. That's that because I don't remember anything about Run Tell that, but I, that that was um. He's so crazy. Okay. Are you so crazy? Yeah. yeah. Run Tell so that crazy. must not have must must not have been it's like, like early mid early two thousands. The water running all. That was the shit that was great with Martin. Like, just like, Wait, what, what was the one where you would say, so like, uh, asking about the toothpaste? What's that one from? Remember that shit? No. Or he goes, like, he's like, what? It's like, you ever go, it's like, you ever notice, like, as a black man, you walk in, like, you know, a, a drugstore or whatever, and you're just by yourself, and you go, excuse me, man, you know, can you tell me where the toothpaste is? And he's like, they always give you attitude, like, well, if, it's just if you just look at the fucking side, it's right fucking here. It says it, <laughs> toothpaste, aisle nine, toothpaste. Now, like, he's like, but then if you walk over to a bunch of black dudes, be like, um, yo, man, you got you got any toothpaste? Yeah, right over here. I can show you to you. It's, it's <laughs> like fluoride, you like cavity prevention. Which one do you want? You know, you tell me. Like, <laughs> I forgot what that was from. He's so good. Talking about how condescending white people at the pharmacy. I was like, oh my god. I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm gonna have to revisit uh run tell that I'm gonna just have to revisit his whole thing because his whole thing right I feel like watching Def Comedy Jam made me remember like oh Martin was he was on fire you know what he I'm was saying like of nature man and even the show like the show was one of those things like I've seen it so many times I just don't watch it it just kind of like right it just, it, it just yeah. I watch it in the same way I watch Seinfeld like it, it's just right. on when it's on you know what yeah. I'm saying. I'm not intentionally watching it. So I think it would be a fun exercise. And the other thing about the Martin show too was like the music performances. Yeah. Oh, fucking Biggie, fucking Bone, like all that shit that was happening. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and I mean, I don't know. I only remember this because I was a big fan of Real Geniuses. But um, the dude that worked at the radio station. Oh, that dude. Who played Uncle Rico in. Um, <laughs> yeah, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. That's yeah. It. But he was also like. I don't know if you ever saw Real Geniuses with Val Kilmer. Yeah, but way early '80s joint. He was like the like the weirdo genius that they were trying to find. Oh, that movie! I can't shit. remember his name, but it was like yeah, he's 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 been in a million fucking movies. Yeah, that but he wasn't around like basically from like Real Geniuses to Martin. Like he wasn't really around. No. Yeah, I'm yeah. Run tell that came out and you ready for this? Oh two, it made twenty million at the box office. Yeah, for just a I special. Would- I remember people were into it. I, I yeah. know people people went to see it. Yeah, I just remember so, he had like, like like this leather, he wore like this whole leather suit, you know, like almost like, like a baseball jersey. That's all I remember about it. 
So the other thing that when we were talking about the chronology of um, the show, like um, I want to say around 95 was the year for me when I stopped watching it because I, I went to college and I didn't have cable. Mm. So it was it was that thing where there was definitely like cable was a treat. I remember now I remember the my freshman year I had cable. It was it was my freshman or sophomore year. There was there was just there was just a cultural black hole that happened for me. Yeah, like in the, the in the thing. late '90s because it was just it was just I was in my mom's basement. I had cable. Then one day I was fucking in a dormitory and there was no yeah. cable anymore. Right, and it's yeah. you know I had the opposite. We had cable in the dorms, but when I moved off campus, I didn't have. Yeah, okay. so when when we moved off campus, we made sure to get cable. We like we I don't know how the fuck we pulled our money together, whatever we did, but we had cable for the three years that we lived in. Two or three years we lived in this apartment, and it was also our apartment was also kind of like the 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 party house in a way where everybody would come mm-hmm. hang out. So we had to have entertainment shit like that. Now let me ask you this: for cable owners, did you guys pay for the fucking chip? You know, we, we call it the chip. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, or when the, you get the cable installed, you give the fucking guy 50 bucks and he puts a thing on and you get all the fucking uh, movie channels for free. Uh, you get everything for free. Now, we all of my chip. friends who had cable had the chip. So we would watch all the movie channels for free every day, HBO. And then what they would do, though, is anytime there was like a Tyson fight or like a big fight, they would send out a thing called a bullet where it would scramble the chip. So you couldn't watch the yeah, Tyson fight the or the Riddick bow fight because they would be scrambled because they would send out a transmission to fuck with the chip. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, that that's the real 5G. That's the real like, you know what I'm saying? When people were like, we're going to get the chips in the 5Gs. That was Yes. <laughs> so you had the chip, but, you, and, but like, I remember watching like the Tyson and McNeely fight on my man's box. He had the chip and they hit the hit us with a bullet. So we had to go to someone else's house down the street, but it was all scrambled too. So we could just hear the fight, but it lasted 30 fucking seconds. Remember when people thought McNeely was going to be the, the great white hope? Yeah, like that was a joke. But <laughs> but that was, I'm just saying like, the only reason I was able to watch any of the Def Jam shit was because all my friends had the cable, the, the chip in the cable box. I didn't have it. My mom didn't pay for HBO. Shout out like, to the chip. Shout the out chip. to the, did you have the, books. remember, remember the cable, the cable boxes had the, like, it was just a, a, a rectangle was a cube with a long ass wire attached right. to the TV. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I just had a and that. I just had a flashback to that. Yeah. So are are either of you old enough to remember when the cable box had like push buttons on it? So it was yes. like yep. the dial, yep. and yep. then yep. you push the different channels, and then you could flip the the knob like one cha- off with channel three to two. Yeah. Like you could kind of watch Cinemax or the movie yep. channel. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so happy that we're we're old enough to remember this. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah, almost yeah. like that. It makes it, you appreciate some stuff, right? Yeah, it does. It does. Like like to to think about how much technology we live through. Like I live like I can now use my telephone as a remote control for my television. Yeah. Right. To go from the the contraption you just described, like with the wires and channel flipping the knobs, and just to just. So I phone. got I got Xfinity. I talk to that motherfucker. I'll be like, yo, Sixers game. Put the Sixers on. I don't even I don't touch. I don't know what channels anything is on. I just talk to that bitch. So again, when, when we talk about Def Comedy Jam and we talk about how it has aged, some of it has aged kind of poorly. Everything aged poorly from that era, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, even the tech, the technology itself that we were watching TV on 
literally aged poorly. So, you know, it's, we opened the time capsule. Long boxes. Wow. Long boxes. Wow. All that fucking paper packaging for nothing. Yeah, but that was great, like great free posters. It I was. True. Tons of those shits all over my wall. I cool. think that this might, I'm, this might be me just drawing conclusions in my mind, but I think that the long boxes were produced because they were retrofitting the, the record store display yes, to, they to were, fit a yeah. CD, cool. so it had to be tall enough. Yeah. Okay. For, were the 12 inches what you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so like where it like, replaced vinyl. Same thing yeah. with the cassettes. They put them in the big ass. It was the like, it almost plastic. looked yeah. like, uh, almost like a six pack, but it was a hard yeah. plastic. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you related it to beer. <laughs> well, sure. Now, now, now I'm drinking Waterloo Black Cherry Sparkling Water. You can't really see it. Hey. Out, <laughs> I got to work tomorrow. Listeners, check it out. Zilla Braca. Listen, as a shorty, I was playing in the front yard of the crib and I fell down and I bumped my head. And then somebody helped me up and asked me if I bumped my head. And I said, yeah. So then they said, oh, so that means we're going we gonna to switch it up on it. And I said, yeah, a- Andrew. Andrew is the greatest. And knowing as a shorty, I was always told that if I ain't going to be part of the greatest, I got to line with the greatest myself. And that's Andrew. The Rain Knows What Is Doing album available now. Cassettes are sold out, but we got CDs, beanies, dad hats, mugs. It's cracking. $3pistol.com for fans of Beck Evidence. Buck 65, Daps Home Records. If you're with it, spread love. If people want the wild shit, we're going to give you some more. Andrew, the rain knows what it's doing. Available now. We're back. Co-op culture. I don't know when the breaks are going to be on this episode. We're having a fucking great time. Don Will, first time guest. He's knocking out the park. He's he's giving me a a solid 30 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, no turnovers. Give me 60 fantasy points tonight. I'm yeah, loving it. It's like it's like your starting quarterback went down and suddenly you're like, oh, maybe we actually have our quarterback of the future here. He's Nick, footskinball. You know, exactly. <laughs> All-American Base- footskinball pro. Basketball <laughs> returns on Fox this fall. Shouts to that. Um, yo, you guys ever fuck with X- XFL? Did you watch that shit back? Oh, shit. There? Wait, you said basketball. Yeah. With- wow. <laughs> I do remember that. Basketball. <laughs> you remember- like I, like they had they had like so many like weird ass sports that like came and went you know what I'm saying like I'm talking about the movie basketball oh yeah 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 basketball with yeah. the fucking South Park dudes but I'm so, then I'm talking about the XFL too you remember the XFL that's that's what then I was talking like, about the then they were like they were like these guys aren't like rich fucking whiny athletes they only make money if they win <laughs> and I was like that's fucked up like what do you mean they only make money if they win <laughs> stupid as shit. <laughs> But they got to put whatever they wanted on the back of their jersey. So yeah, it was like they're not like these spoiled athletes with just their last name. They could put anything on the back of the jersey. <laughs> on what Fox. was what was one of the wildest names that you guys remember? From Fucking, the back of the he day? hate me, Rod Smart. He, he hate, yeah, he, I yeah. do remember he hate because me, they yeah. asked him. They're like, like, what do you mean? He's like, look at the other team, man. Look at him. He hate me, man. Like that yeah, was did, did, in the NFL though, like having a career. Did he? Isn't oh yeah, that, yeah, he did. Yeah, he became a kick returner. Right? Dumb question, really dumb question. That's where Spike Lee got the name of the movie. Correct. She hate me. From, right? she yeah. hate me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The worst. Fucking, the worst Anthony Mackie performance in film history. It's really bad. It's, that movie. It's pretty bad movie. Yeah, from what I remember. Uh, yeah. He yeah. was. He was just. It was like watching like someone's cousin get promoted to supervisor and only been at the job three weeks. You're like, oh. <laughs> 
Ooh, this is going to be rough. And then it's over. You're like, dude, that was going to happen. The fucking company yeah. folded. <laughs> it's like giving Anthony back in that job. He was like an eight mile for 10 minutes. Like, oh, he's going to be a star. I'm like, what? Was he in eight? Who's he in eight miles? Papa Doc. He was Papa end, Doc. He, he just stood there. Right? Nothing happened. He just stood there. Nothing happened. He was like, I am a piece of shit. I am a fucking bum. I do live in a trailer with my mom. And he just he just gives him the mic. <laughs> Tell these people something they don't know about me. Whoop. And then the empty baggy just stands there holding mic. Nothing happens. And they're like, he's a star. He's a fucking make him Falcon. That was Anthony Mackey. Yeah. Give give him everything. Put him in Marvel. God damn it. No, that was fucking weird. So anyway, when we were on our break, um, we're now we're gonna we talk a lot about Martin. Yeah, um, we'll just we'll just incorporate that into the episode. Sure. The the Martin yeah. Lawrence slash Def Comedy Jam expose. And we talked about Bernie, which is great. Um yeah. We talked about her briefly. Adele Givens, right? Adele Givens, Adele yep. Givens was amazing. Is it, isn't it kind of weird that I haven't really seen her much else? All things considered. She's a stand-up, man. I think she's just like pure stand-up. Man. Yeah, I think she. I think she's one of those comics that is just like, she just enjoys the art. The, the, mm, the, yeah. the art, like the telling jokes in front of a crowd and like that's kind of her jam and film and TV. Probably, I don't know, this is me like speaking hypothetical or like, assuming but it just probably was a world that she just was like nah i'm good because you know you gotta you gotta be that's that's some shit you gotta be kind of wired for to really excel in yeah uh i mean her ig's pop and she got eighty thousand followers oh shit let me let me she does not need our assistance and she posted today or yesterday for happy international women's day so she's she's got some funny she's got some good memes going she got a lot of um positive you know, text popping up. Still got that big she, ass smile. She's she's thriving out here. Shout out to Adele. She's killing it. Um, yep. you know who's really good, and and I don't remember her name unfortunately, but um, she was the woman that played Felicia in Fridays. Oh God. Oh. She was funny. Fuck, what as she was shit. awesome. Did she have like a hat on also? On no, Def she Jam? didn't. She did not wear a hat. She, she had um, she's had her hair out. But what is her name? I'm gonna, I gotta, um, I'm gonna look up Friday. Angela Means. Oh my. God. Angela Means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't. Phenomenal. I saw her set up there, and I, I didn't watch it. Like I was just trying to like scroll through the tiles, trying to remember. It was. Yeah, you know who else was uh had a had an interesting set. Um. Why, why am I losing his name right now? Um. What is his brother man from the fifth floor? Brother before oh, yeah, holding the baby. Yeah, yeah. Hustle man. What is his name, though? What is his oh, name? Oh, my God. Tracy Morgan. How can I forget oh, Tracy oh, right, Morgan? Right, right, right. Yeah. God, he, was, he took his shirt Tanya off. Morgan. He had his belly oh, out. He was, he dude, he was, he was like adobo. Dude, yeah. he was like basically all dirty. Like, he was crazy on stage, wasn't he? That is the literal comparison that I was going to make. Like, like he's I was literally unique. Say, like, he's Asan. He, he yeah. came out with, he came in, he, he, he was on the stage with crown fried chicken at three in the morning energy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that motherfucker was, he was like, you would absolutely, you've absolutely seen that person or been around that person. If you're just out and like, I was getting some jerk chicken today and a guy walked in and he was just fucking, he, it was just me and him. And he was talking to whoever, maybe me. I don't know, but he was, the energy he had was basically Tracy Morgan on stage where I was like, is he about to fucking like start jonesing on me or something? Like what's happening? Cause he, it, but yeah, it's that kind of like frantic energy. Yo, yeah. 
it's like yeah. dangerous. You're like, I, I kind of want to see what happens next, but I kind of want to get the fuck out of here. This right, guy's like, like making me nervous. Yeah, exactly. But if I stay, I'm going to get a great story out of this shit. This guy is wild. Yeah. He's bugging out, yeah. I'm trying to think when I saw yeah, him in, I, I think he went right from to SNL. Well, I mean, a couple of years in between, right? But yeah, I didn't but see him in much quickly. else. I mean, because I think he said when he was on Def Jam, he was only doing comedy for like a year at that point. <laughs> and you know what? Funny enough, like it, it showed. You could definitely see mm -hmm. there was definitely a, a thing there that was developing, but the rawness of it, like you said, it was literally it just felt like a dude that just walked in from wherever the fuck he was at and just started telling jokes and then <laughs> went back home. Like it, it, he, he was getting his act together, but man, you could see it. You could see it developing right, crystallizing yeah. right there. Yo, I, I brought him up earlier, but JB Smooth said there's a moment in his set where yeah, he little, talks about that. like I don't remember him having all. roaches and rats. And he's like, the only thing worse than that is the sticky glue traps. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about how sticky they are. That some the, the only thing that's ever on him is Doritos and nickels. But he's <laughs> 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 like, I came in the other day and there was a robber stuck to it. And he just gets on the floor and is like pretending he's stuck to a glue trap. <laughs> it's like 30 seconds of the best physical comedy I've ever seen in my life. He's he's amazing, dude. <laughs> JB was oh uh, he's another one. Like me, me and my man O would watch him and RNSJ, like all of those dudes in like the post Def Jam world were just working. And then it's yeah. interesting, you know, to see him like catch on like doing fucking Caesars sports betting commercials yeah. and I mean, Larry I mean, David. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, That's like he's he's but it's like there's no real rhyme or reason as to how because he was just getting busy, like just doing what he wanted to do. But I, I knew him, you know, in 2002 more than I did anyone else when he was on curb. Because when he was on curb, I'm like, oh, shit, that's fucking JB Smoove on curb. Yeah. And now it's been like 10 years of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, they he, talk about him a lot in the Fat Tuesday documentary about how he hmm. was just like a monster on that stage. And they have a couple really funny clips of him just like doing amazing physical comedy. Yeah, I got. I got to check that. Too. I'm yeah, gonna probably watch that too. if not tonight, like tomorrow. Yeah, it's so, like it's like a four part, like one hour episode each documentary. Another thing that's not really specific to one comedian, but a, a thing I noticed a lot of comedians doing is like they would dance before their sets. Yes, it was almost like it was like a celebratory thing, or just like giving Kid Capri a minute to like shine. I don't know what yeah. the fuck it was, yes. but. They would just fucking get busy. Like, like I, I saw one comedian, he, I forget his name. He he came out and just did a full, like maybe like one minute routine, like fucking mm -hmm. broke down in the splits and got up and was like, I I'm ready for y'all. Episode last night, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just like, what the fuck am I looking at? That's wild. But so um wow. they were like the, the last comedian I saw right before I I had to stop watching it. Don't remember his name. He was from Miami. And he had his his big opening bit was about how like women overlook ugly men, but ugly men fuck better than attractive men. That was kind of like his whole premise <laughs> that he set up. And he was like, "Cause ugly men will eat the pussy." Cause again, nobody was eating pussy in the night. Mm -mm. We'll mm -mm. eat the pussy. So when when y'all when y'all pretty dudes are calling a woman up, and 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 I call up right after, she gonna want to hang out with me because you want to show her a good time. I'm gonna show her the world. That was his thing. That was his okay. whole bit. So the last three minutes of his set. He took off his like he took off his pants and jacket to reveal a, a sequin skirt and a <laughs> a blouse like a, a a sequin jacket. He danced in that. Then he was like, "Oh wait a minute, I got something else for y'all." Took that off and had on like a pair of thong like thongs and was like dancing. And he was like, "I got something else." 
and took that off and had like a, a thongier thong on, like a fucking, <laughs> and, and like turned around and twerked. And I'm just like, what the fuck is like, it's not even a oh joke. You're just like dancing. What are you doing? It's <laughs> amazing. You know, it's funny. Like he, that, that type of shit. I remember thinking, why do, as a kid, I'm like, why are all these comedians coming out saying, how y'all doing? Come on, y'all make some, how y'all doing? It was like, you couldn't <laughs> tell a joke until it was like, how y'all doing? And it was like, but then people were like, ah, and then they started roasting people. But then, then at the end, it's like, if you could do extreme shit with like taking your clothes off or like showing your oh, stomach yeah. or doing some outlandish, it's like the next person walked into that shit. And then now they're like, oh, okay, we're doing fucking great. Like, ah, we're already doing awesome. They still like, yeah. how the fuck y'all doing? Come on. And everyone's like, ah, you know, it's like yeah. you can see it the build. And yeah. a, a funny, a funny story, a funny story about even that, like this, um, the the infamous Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down a little YouTube rabbit hole, and they were saying that. So the shows that aired, the, as they aired, they weren't filmed in that order. Like the set lists were different. Um, and a lot of times they would just kind of like restructure them and post the Bernie Mac thing happened because I ain't scared you motherfucker should happen because the comedian for him before him bombed so bad that the crowd was just like, they cut it. Like they cut the, whoever it was and they put, they didn't air it because they bombed and Bernie just came out like, I ain't scared you motherfuckers kick it. He kept doing it. But the other thing was that him and kick they had a deaf comedy jam tour where him and kick a pre kind of had that routine worked out. So Bernie had that in his back pocket. The kick it, like Kid Capri was ready. But like the I ain't scared you motherfuckers shit was not planned so much as Bernie was just like, I ain't scared you motherfuckers. I'm gonna make you laugh kind of. So it's just like, you get that. But like when they when they put it in post and you have like people killing back to back, you don't really understand the context of that. It just makes this, it gives the set this kind of like weird glue. But I bet you if you were in that room when they filmed it, just watching somebody bomb and then, Bernie coming out and fucking oh turning the God. house upside down like that made he, and he definitely crazy. had a shirt tucked in. The shirt was tucked oh, yeah. in during and that. And he had to air, he had himself airbrushed. Airbrush jeans. Talk, yep. talk about it. Talk about the fucking fashion. <laughs> I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And New York, goddamn y'all motherfucking women look good. Y'all like a bacon and egg sandwich look good. But I love sex. I love it. Can't do shit no more. And I'm blessed. I'm big boned. I'm heavy structured. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Kick it! You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. story done because they bring that up again in fat tuesday right um and yeah. at the filming chris tucker went on first mm. and they were like he tore the house down like you know that first set he ever did nobody ever knew who the fuck he was he came in and he killed then that guy went on and bombed yeah and chris and chris tucker was like i'm gonna be a star <laughs> thing in the world and then he's talking about it and then he's like and then bernie went on i was like what the fuck like he just like lost <laughs> his mind because he was like i thought i owned the night and then bernie came on and just ran me off the stage destroyed it you know, you know i'm thinking about as we're talking about this shit like how 
to process Def Comedy Jam, you know, in the hip hop world that we that we've you know inhabited all of our lives, it felt like Def Comedy Jam was like the mixtape game. Mm. It was like DJ Clue, DJ Drama, DJ yep. Who Kid. It felt like you knowing about all this wild, incredible shit that wasn't for everyone else, but all of those people could blow the fuck up and then become everything. Yeah. You know I mean, but you, you were kind of just like checking and watching. Like, I remember when Chris Tucker did that, you know, with, with, with the knit hat, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing that. And then even Eddie Griffin doing like the Michael Jackson dance, what he would do all the right, time, yeah. like, you know, Martin, all these things. It was like it was he- it was like hearing like 50 Cent is the future or hearing like DJ Clue for president or like live 95, like these classic fucking like DJ Mr. C best of Biggie. It was like hearing that being like. Yo, when the rest of you dickheads go to the record store just to buy a single or a CD, I got this next wild shit that's like the best thing out. And only people like me know what this is. Right, because it's almost like you had to know about it to enjoy it. Because the other thing, too, is that, you know, it's on HBO. It's late night. It's not like a bunch of I mean, it was definitely like very watched and very viewed and shit. But there was also a market where like. I remember getting some of that shit on VHS because again, there was a point where I didn't have cable, right. so it was like mm-hmm. the homies would drive up to see me. It's like, yo, man, bring that comedy jam when you come through. <laughs> bring new episodes through on cassette, and you watching them. So like the mixtape thing directly applies yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I remember seeing some of it like that. Yeah, it's like it, and I remember like um, remember like HBO would do that shit before in the eighties. Um, the comedy specials it would be like Robin Williams. Whoopi Goldberg, Billy Crystal. Remember them shits? What oh, they yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, was it, was the, it was the... It's like a, it was it's like a charity. Comic Relief. Comic, comic relief. relief. Comic Relief. And they would have, like, everybody... Like, Martin Short would come through and, like, fucking Roseanne or, like, Steve Martin. And then they would, like, do bits on stage together. And, like, Robin would say wild shit. And then, like, Whoopi would be in the audience. Like, that, that felt, like, very, like, by the seat of their pants, even though that was, like, a whole production... But again, that's like, again, like America loves Whoopi. America loves Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. So even even it's on HBO and they could curse a little bit, it was still like safe. You know what I mean? It wasn't like really, really reckless. That can't compare with, like you said, the crown fried chicken three in the morning. energy. Yeah. Like even when he was on 30 Rock, it was like that. You know what I mean? It was like, you know what the fuck this guy's going to do at any time. And, and, you know, like even it, it just felt like hip hop, like the energy of the room, the energy of the performances, the just the way everybody kind of articulated the thoughts. Like, sure, the, the jokes were fully formed, but you had to you had to acquiesce to the room. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure those comedians could have gotten to another room and just kind of straightened their act up a little bit for that or like kind of like yeah. shifted their act to to make those people laugh. But that was a, like if you look at the audience itself, we were like like people who were interested in the same things we are people who were like listening to fucking the same music who were into sneakers and the sports and all the shit we were into at that moment were seated in that room so like when you go you're looking at the comedians telling jokes and they give shots to the crowd usually when you see shots at comedy shows it's not young cool ah. folks you know what i'm saying it's always just kind of like mom and dad's night out or you know what I'm saying? yes so that that absolutely for me anyway, like watching back, that kind of resonated with me differently. Where I remember, you know, like I was saying, I was into their fashions and stuff, but I also was just looking at the audience, like, wow, this this was us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was some renegade shit. 
Like, cause yes. I, I've i been watching, like I wanted to be a comedian growing up. Um, and I, so I'd been watching like stand up from the time I was like 10. Like I, I would stay up every single night, watch Annie at the improv, like all that shit. Um, and there was nothing like this. Like you, I feel like if you just drop somebody into this that didn't know anything about the world, <laughs> they'd be like, what the fuck is happening here? This is like, there's, you know, because some of the, the acts were just like raw. Like they didn't even really have acts. They were just yeah. like, I'm going to be a personality and I'm going to make fun of some people in the crowd and then talk about gay people what, for a little bit. What's right? the guy's name? Uh, <laughs> Doodoo Brown. Oh, oh my yeah. God. My girl can't even rock with me that dude like he came when you said when you said a uh, character he came out like the full brown jumpsuit holding a, mm-hmm. a sweatsuit holding a 40 oh like my God. i immediately just was like i remember watching back his set and i remember that my girl can't even ride with me i did a lot of a lot of when i was cruising back through it a lot of the things i would like watch a couple of minutes not the whole set just for the sake yeah. of like just getting the flavor but i don't remember how his set ended i just remember thinking like Oh yeah, this guy was just kind of like, I don't know, I don't know what he did beyond that, but that was kind of yeah. like the whole thing was that character, right? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people that just were sort of like, this is I'm like almost like they won a contest, and well, yeah. you know, and that was, was the like, thing too. Like as time went on with it, like and I remember, I remember this distinctly. I remember when Joe Tory took on the hosting duties, right? So this is like season, whatever, three or four or something. And by that point, it was like, okay, like this is the place now to go for this type of thing. And like these type of acts will be there. And you're going to hear these kind of jokes cracking on people. And Joe, I remember he was more like Martin again, like we said, just force of nature, just like pure electricity. Joe was more like, oh, this is the shit now. I'm going to like let you know, like, don't fuck with me. Like, this is my shit. Right. And he was more like combative, which I liked because he just didn't give a fuck. But then I remember like the comedians coming on, it was more like they kind of knew what it was by this point to be like, okay, I'm either going to go so heavy into the caricature of like the way over the top catchphrasey, you know, uh, one trick pony comedy to make it. Or I I just felt like when you listed off all those names of the people in the first two seasons, that's like the last 30 years of fucking everything like MTV yeah. Hollywood. Like yeah. that's from Bill Bellamy to Chris Tucker. I mean, like that's that's yeah. everything. So like once you kind of pick all of that talent out and those people start seeing every one of those people get jobs or Martin, like we said, mm-hmm. get a show and then be in boomerang and get a special. It's like I feel like everyone started looking at it, at it like like when we talked last week with um with Yak Balls about raucous, it was mm-hmm. like. We saw the Kanye documentary, like by 2001, 2002, Kanye's like, man, if I can get a deal on Raucous, like that would be fucking swell. And they're looking at him like, well, you just helped us sell Talib Kweli. But that was a far cry from like company flow days of Raucous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean, so well, I just felt like almost like the real world, too. Right. Like the first yes. couple seasons of the real world. It was like an interesting show. And then it Correct. was like. I know how to get camera time now. Yes. Now it's like, I'm going to be like the combative lesbian. I'm going to be like, like the drunk punk guy. I'm going to be the hot white person that learns about racism. (laughs) (laughs) And there's also that thing where it's uh, the show itself was hot. So it's like, it's it's this vehicle where he's like, he's getting into a moving car that's going 80 miles per hour. Like, you know, so he he has to be like, all right, I can't pull a hard left. I'm just going to lean harder into, Mm -hmm. because you know, Martin is the way Martin would kind of, 
it would be vicious and savage, but he was like, you my mother, I love you. Yeah. Yes. It was Joe Torrey would just love almost. Yeah. Joe Torrey would just cut you. It was just yeah. cut. He was a fucking bully. You yeah. know what I mean? He was, yeah. a, he was a fucking bully. You know what I mean? He looked like one too. the way he would stand there and he was like swole yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And he had that, that kind of like sly smile, but he was like, don't fuck with me. Don't do that. There was, I saw two uh, of his hosting bits. There was one where he took a woman's shoe <laughs> and like he took her shoe and took her sock and like like did some kind of thing about sucking her toes about how she has suckable feet. He was like he would come back out during the set with her boot like she just he never gave her, her shoe back. <laughs> and I'm just thinking as like a person at a comedy show like I would be pissed yeah, if this nigga's yeah. walking backstage with my boot for like <laughs> fucking an hour and a half during a tape and like give me my shit back. But so like there was that and then there was another one where he sat on a girl a woman's lap and he was asking her like. He was, she was trying to make her like say something, like give a shout out to somebody. And she just was literally not, she just wasn't, didn't want to like be a part of whatever bit. It went on for, it didn't get uncomfortable, but it was kind of just like, all right, just, there's a whole other crowd you can work on. Yes. Yeah. You've kind of, you've kind of squeezed all the juice out of this thing. Go to another person. And that was the other point that um, I think across the board, the thing about, the, the comedy, the thing about Def Comedy Jam is that the crowd was very much a part of everybody's act. And they would, yes. they would come out and do like the crowd work was like laser focused, everybody for the most part, and especially with the host. And there, uh, I think that that painted my, that, that covered my, that covered my experience in early on where I was like, if you go to comedy shows, don't sit in the front row. They're going to pick on yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, you know, now you go to alternative rooms or whatever. You go to other rooms, other alternative spaces, like not club comics, not club comedy spaces. They're 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 gentle. Like, you know, like the the crowd work is always like it's typically gentle unless you go to like fucking a comedy center or something. And you get cussed out. <laughs> they're gonna like, be, you know, like they're going to be like, sir, in the front of the glasses. Uh, how do you feel about global warming? Exactly. You know, like, rather than like, that. Look at this nerdy ass point Dexter ass mother, you know, <laughs> F bomb. Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, not going to get flayed yeah. in front of your girl. Oh my God. <laughs> that ain't happening. Oh my God. So I, th- I think we kind of ran through everything, right? This is incredible. This is, this is Yalman's work. Yalman? Yaman? How do you say it? Yalman? So actually, there's something I wanted to bring up. Oh, what's up? Um, so, you know, I don't know, like, if you ever watch, like, documentaries about, like, The Tonight Show or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. There was always, like, the conversation, like, somebody, like, comedy comedians used to be like, I could go on The Tonight Show, and if this works, I'm a star. Right, right. Like, instantly. I think Def Jam was exactly like that. And it's, like, the last time I remember there being something like that, mm. where it's, like, people became stars overnight off of yeah. Def Jam. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I'd never seen anything like that in my lifetime. Like, and, again, like, and now like, that you mentioned it, I can't think of anything after that served that purpose like that. Like, like I don't, I don't. There has to have been another pure stand-up comedy show that like showcased comedians. Comic I View, mean, Comic View. But I don't know if people became. I don't know if Comic View had this like meteoric trajectory. Yeah, you, you know what it was. I felt like anyway. I would give people a shot on Comic View if I had seen them on Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. Right. It's like a feeder yeah. system. Yo, Dev Comedy Jam was like a stamp like no other. Comic View absolutely has some dope people in there. Comic mm-hmm. View, I would have to like... Bruce Bruce. Double Bruce, back. Bruce. I love yeah. Bruce Bruce. I would have to double back, but it just... I just remember 
the way that I remember Def Comedy Jam after looking at it was just like, oh, I, this was the launch pad for so many people. And like, so many people. even if even if they like Adele Gibbons, even if she chose to just not be in TV and film, right. she's absolutely still fucking doing shows, killing oh, yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah r- r- real quick, just taking a comic view. There's this joke. I always remember Bruce Bruce said one time it was like one of the bigger specials they did. And he was like telling his jokes, whatever, and get everybody, you know, he had the fucking like blue suit on and the fucking hair slicked back and doing his thing. And there was like uh, the middle of his set in between acts, like some some white usher was helping some lady get seated, like right in the middle of his shit. He's like, oh, whatever. And he's like, he's just talking. He just starts making fun of the usher, but the usher has no fucking clue because he's just helping somebody with the tickets. So he's like. Hey man, doesn't this guy look like his name is fucking two initials? Like that's LW right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> his name is two initials. It's like little stupid moments, like Alaska say, like there's a little stupid ass little clip like that. But yeah. it's like that that type of comedy. Like I said, I used to watch all the comedy channels, you know, Dennis Miller and fucking Richard Lewis and like um all of those people. And I don't remember their bits as much as I do. Like from people in like in deaf comedy jam comedy like it's the, just it's a different wave, and the sets were pretty short too. It wasn't like these. It wasn't like a super long set. It was like it was like three or four jokes, and then they're out yeah. of there. But yeah. you you know you know a show that nobody absolutely ever got famous from. It's Comics Unleashed. Which oh. one's that on, on Comedy Central? You don't know Comics Unleashed? No, Comics it's, Unleashed. Uh, so basically, this guy Byron Allen, Byron Allen. Now, I was going to ask if it was Byron Allen. Comics Unleashed. <laughs> was that his this late is comic, show? This is Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen. That's how. <laughs> that's the intro. But so like the story behind Comics Unleashed, because again, I, I rabbit hole it. Byron Allen bought advertising time on late night when it was the cheapest and put a TV show there because it was the cheapest. He was like, so I'll just produce my own TV show. So he basically filmed all this canned footage of just interviewing comedians in a room, having them do a bit and cobbled it together to become TV shows. And literally to this day, it comes on every, I don't know if it's every night, but I, it, it's always on at like oh, fucking one in the dude, morning. Oh, you see this dude, look at this motherfucker. I've seen this dude. Yeah, he's like, like a media mogul now. He owns the Weather Channel. Yeah. Oh, he owns the fucking that. Weather Channel. And That's he's a come fucking, up, yo, Byron Allen is a G. Byron Allen is the masterpiece of comedy. Yeah. Like, straight wow. from the- <laughs> like, oh, you he- know why I know this dude? You, this shit would be on at the bar when you're fucking shit face and no sound on. And you yeah, look up and you see the captions and you're like, oh, yeah. comics unleashed. It's like that type of shit. They're sitting on a TV set with a brick wall, but like, it's, it's the yes. weirdest shit. So like, like the, the more recent episodes, they have a DJ. And if Stop. I'm not mistaken, tell I, I could be wrong. The DJ's equipment is not wired. Like it's just literally a kind of man. a thing. And it'll yes. like like the can the DJ scratch sounds. Oh my uh, god! Like the, it like is. The, oh my god! <laughs> it's so bad, man. I'm looking. But, I'm looking at clips. Yes, this is this is shit I saw at the bar when I was trying to bag some chicken. It wasn't working out. I would just glance up at the screen and see this shit. Yes. But again, like it, I never heard the audio because it was always on fucking mute at a bar. Trust me, it's it's you. If you watch one episode, it's kind of becomes like one of those like it it becomes a, it became a slight obsession for me because it was always on it. Like the format is always like Byron just it's an interview show where he sets you up to tell your joke to do your oh, bit. Okay, and he'll be like like he'll be like 
So Alaska, I hear that um, you're having car trouble. I'm like, yeah, cars. I fucking hate cars and cars. It's like, <laughs> it's the weirdest talk Don show Will, in the world. I, I've noticed white people and black people drive differently. <laughs> Would you have anything to say about that? Hmm. Yeah, so when I, I went to driving school when I was 26 because I never like it's that level of fucking oh weird God. canned plan perform shit. But it's, it's when you think about when you think about how like raw and fucking innovative Def Comedy Jam was, and then you look at Comics, Comics Unleashed. <laughs> it's like the world's apart. <laughs> so, so are you ready to bring this full circle with Byron Allen? Let's do it. He is considering buying the Denver Broncos. Get the fuck Not the Cleveland out of Broncos, but the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Cleveland Broncos. So Byron Allen. Half a billion dollars. Wow. Stand-up comedian, media mogul, sports wow. franchise owner. This is the Byron Allen Deaf Comedy Jam episode. <laughs> wow holy, holy shit that is like the perfect full like you just closed the circle man i don't know where else we can go from this i mean what wow. the fuck after we stop i'll share one more tidbit but it, it, we, we, it can't top that the byron allen denver bronco <laughs> Byron Allen, amazing. D- dj with, with nothing plugged in set up that's fucking astounding well he's got to cut costs so he can afford buying the 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 um, Denver Broncos. Yeah, the, yeah. the, Den- <laughs> the Denver. Apparently, Knicks. he gives his shows away for free, which you might have said actually. Yeah. yeah well, he, he gives. He, he... Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, from what I heard, the thing that I, I saw is that he buys advertising time and just cobbles together canned footage. So it's like, <laughs> it's literally just con- just scraps that he makes into a meal. Yeah. So, yeah. so the thing I was just reading, they said he he gives the sh- the networks the shows for free basically in exchange for the advertising dollars oh my god yeah yeah that that makes sense that that's kind of what i that 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 tracks yeah. wow so like instead of like getting like you know three percent of advertising dollars he gets 50 percent and then he Christ. buys the advertising <laughs> on his own and sells it at like i guess like gets it at a discounted rate wow so then he could jack up the price <laughs> Oh he's my a, god! He's a Yo, he's a hustler, yeah. man. Yeah. Shouts to Byron. Byron. Yeah. <laughs> he he took that Hamptons, ma- that Gotham and Hamptons magazine model, where it's like, <sighs> or Vice magazine. Remember they used to have it in free, like Yellow Rat Bastard. Oh yeah, yeah. Why Like they made Why their whole tower. thing off of advertising. Oh yeah, Tower Records, dude. Prem, Prem. Yeah. Well, last time I was in Harlem, Prem had like a Yellow Rat Bastard bag to like carry his vinyl to the show. I'm like. Dog, I haven't seen Yellow Rat Bastards. It's like oh four. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, you're taking me Man, there. My wife was going through like a trunk and she found a Yellow Rat Bastard sticker. I was like, hey, <sighs> with the little mouse on it, the white. Yep. Yeah, the big ass nah, eyes. Let me, let me Google Yellow Rat Bastard. Oh, you, like you I, missed I this name. You might. It you, might have been closed by the time you moved to New York. It was like yeah. a, like a Broadway, like a, a like sort of like it was like the original Supreme. Yes. I've seen, I've yes. definitely seen the YRB. logo and seen the yep. things. Yeah. Y-R-B. But yeah, yeah this was before my time. There. Yeah, they would have <laughs> that. They have like up, Upper Playground, um, yeah. Zoo York, all that shit. Mecca. Mecca. Yep. What was the other brand they had? Oh, they had, they had um, oh, I forget the name. It was like that, the company from San Francisco. I, forget the name. I think it was Upper Playground anyway. Yeah, shouts to that YRB. Um, cool, man. Well, I think we can wrap everything up. Um, yeah, I think we, uh, we Don will just again while you're on the show. I've, I said on Twitter two times. Uh, Don and Vaughn, just what a fucking triumph of a record, man. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, man, it's so good. It's thank you. 
it's it sounds like when i played that album i was like it sounded like you and vaughn have hit in that stage of your career and your lives you're like we're so fucking fly and confident and cool like this shit is effortless like it just had like a very wise and dope older mc vibe where it's like this shit felt like it sounded like water the way you guys are rapping that shit to me you know what i mean whereas like the other tanya morgan albums always felt like you're, you're like it was conceptual or like you were trying to pursue yeah. something or like prove a point or like trying to do something whereas this one felt like he's he's ill i'm ill you know what it is here it is here's a record and i was just like blown away peeping that shit so congrats to you guys you know thank thank you like real quick that was that was kind of like you caught it like the thing about the the other albums being heavily conceptual it's like we're gonna art the best art we can possibly art because this art is gonna art <laughs> And this album was just like, man, let's just do some songs. <laughs> and like, and that was, that's always been, well, not always, but it was a, a long-term goal of mine to just like, I've always wanted to do an album called Don and Vaughn to just kind of like, kind of like put ourselves, like, like lift the curtain a little bit. Cause you know, it's always this thing like, so Tanya Morgan, what's the group name about? What it's, it's this thing. It's this thing. That's a thing. And it's, it's silly, but it's also serious and it's good. And it's, it's like let's just put our names on the front of this thing, and you know what I'm saying. It was the perfect time. the The concept was that there was no concept. The concept was that we're just dudes who can rap very, really well. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah! It, it reminded me like um, it reminded me like Sean P when he when like Monkey Bars in the sense of like mm, every, everything he did was just mm, like fuck it, man. I'm just nice. I don't care. I'm set. Like whatever. You're this gonna is, like this shit. You know what I mean? This like, might be this might be the highest one of the highest compliments I've ever received. Like straight <laughs> up, like it's, just, it, it's one of the albums where like when it's done, you're like, I think I memorized like 80 bars already off this shit, and I'm just like, it's so easy. I'm like, this these guys are fucking just knocking it out. Like all the years, it's like this is a breeze now. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it's the best work. So I just want to salute you officially on the show. You touched my heart. I need a transcript of this podcast so I can tattoo <laughs> that exact quote. We're going to say Alaska. I was going to say, um, when you had the album release party at Beerwax, yeah, uh, Cryptic and I were there. Like, we just happened to be there. Like, I didn't even know the party was happening. And like, the album's playing, we're like, fuck, this is really good. Like, just sitting there, like, you know, Chris was like, yeah, they're doing an album release party. I was like, oh, cool. And we're just like, we're like, fuck, these guys are killing it. Like, just every song was like, god damn, it was so good. I said the Alaskan, I was like, have you heard this record? You were like, yo, me and Cryptic were at their album release party. I was like, oh shit. He was like, we just happened to fucking be there. It was great. I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. Yeah, y'all, y'all truly have no idea how much this is like making my night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like nice. because again, it's 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 cool to get 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 a level of like praise and compliment from people whose art you respect too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's it's that thing where it's just like well, I, the work is done. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. If, if you go back and peep, I, I think our, our best of 2021 episode, whenever the hell that aired, we definitely shouted out that album. We were like, yo, yeah. go fuck with the Don and Von record now. Thank yeah, you. Sometime in January yeah. 2022. Like we we just, it came out at some point, but we, we bigged up that album heavily. You know, it, things, things, things get to you when they get to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people who are literally still just like, didn't you just drop some of the other? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's new when you find it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not exactly, tripping at all. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy that it's finding people. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 
There's no expiration got, date on, on great art, bro. 30-year albums that I never heard before. I'm like, oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> Brand new. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I actively search for uh, old, new records. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. records that I might have, like, gave a like a half listen to or just absolutely just blew, flew past me yep. 100% I have a list in my phone of like albums to check out that's what's up fuck yeah um oh, yeah. good nice man uh Alaska you got anything else no not right now cool I okay mean, you know, eventually this album with Ray and I is gonna drop but sure yeah just the Ray um uh Castro is thriving hand, hanging in there uh so praise the Castro and he's covering kicking ass every day um i feel bad for him he just woke up after a lengthy nap because the uh the group text that he's in has been fucking exploding with the nba text for the last three hours now he's gonna wake up to like 60 texts <laughs> i'll be like bragging about winning money and prem bragging and then talk about lebron and the bulls and all this shit so shout shouts to people taking naps and missing the group text when it's fucking exploding that's no, shout, shouts really to castro man i was I was looking forward to like having having the full the full crew. Oh, you man. know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, he will be rejuvenated. I assure you, his his birthday's coming up uh, on Friday, so he's gonna he's gonna be a very active online. I, I promise well, you, you know, on that day. I'll just say I'll just I'll just put it on the table that when I come back, yes, you'll be because <laughs> I've I've heard first time I've heard first time guests a few times, which mm. means there are second time guests that come oh, back. Yeah. I want, you know, many time guests. You whenever you guys whenever you guys want to let me blabber about things. I'm more than happy to. We'll do that, man. Um, yeah. And last but not least, I, I guess the only thing I got going on is um, I just put out a beat tape for Bandcamp Day last week, and all the proceeds go to Castro. It's called the My Secret Identity beat tape based on the Jerry O'Connell TV show from the late 80s, early 90s. All the beats were made on my son's iPad over 48 hours during Super Bowl weekend when I was just sitting on the couch doing nothing. So there's some oh, trap shit. shit on there. There's some Drake shit. There's some fucking fake pete rock shit there's i mean I, I do pat myself on the back the song titles the beat titles are ridiculous i was i was going for blockhead small pros crown with some of the beat titles including beats called like i like shit and i go outside that's on there uh, another beat called your first beat from college that's on there you know with the jazzy bullshit so it's fun it's fucking ridiculous it is all clips from jerry o'connell's show my secret identity splays throughout the tape so if you like that show it's for you. If you never see the show, just give it a whirl. It's a great waste of time. Uh, That's the I, I I saw you post about um I, I I like shit. I go outside. I was like, I gotta check this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, the beats are just like trap beats, fucking OVO beats. Uh, like I said, fake Pete Rock. It's all in there. There's one beat called Study Wave, which is my my entry into the lo-fi game. Try to make the Spotify rounds, make a million, make some sneaker money. Let's go. You got to got to get that million streams off of the, the you know simplest I mean? lo-fi beat possible. Oof, it's there in it there. Is. So that, it's a fun little project. So people want to get uh, 18 beats for five bucks with some clips of a forgotten cable show about a kid who gets shot with a laser and gets 50 superpowers. You know, give it a whirl. It might be up. Uh, might you be up your. I've ever seen that show? You never saw my secret identity, with Jerry O'Connell. Man. Oh my like god! A, yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen it either. Wow, it was on um in Philly. It was a channel called Seven Channel Seventeen WPHL, which was like our turn knob channel. So we had like you know the three networks and then Fox and then PHL Seven. It's kind of like maybe like your your uh your Channel Nine in New York, okay. maybe kind of like that, where you would get like whatever channel you would get like like Xenu Warrior Princess on, whatever yeah. channel that was. That was like CW. Our 
CW. Okay, so yes, I think it was CW or whatever UPN. It was it was like one yes. of those like correct the weird fifth channel like on right. the dial. So that's yeah. what we had first. It was called Channel Seventeen before it became WB then CW and UPN all that. So that show, My Secret Identity, with Jerry O'Connell, was all. It was like a Saturday afternoon show. It was just about a kid who gets shot with a laser living in the suburbs. He gets ten fucking. He's basically Superman. He gets all the powers and can't tell anybody. And of course, his best friend is a fucking weirdo professor in the neighborhood who helps him navigate his life. Always, yeah, always. Somehow, professors are always hanging out with young kids. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a little weird, but it's a great show nonetheless. So if you never liked, you've never checked it. If you listen to the beat tape, you'll get the gist. There's a lot of clips. It's like a documentary of uh, the Jerry is it, O'Connell. Is it anything like uh, Dead at Twenty One? I don't know what that is. Dead at Twenty One. Oh, they have MTV show. They have full episodes. I'm sorry. They have full episodes of My Secret Identity on YouTube. Just, just watch one and you've seen them yeah, all. It is the same it. fucking episode all the time. But the funny thing is like watching him age from like being Vern from Stand By Me to like being like, like a hot shot, like 6'2", like chiseled dude from Scream by the time it ends. You're like, all right, this is this is kind of silly watching this guy. <laughs> at the beginning, he's like, I, I got these powers. What do I do? At the end, he's like, yeah, I picked up a truck on the way here to school. <laughs> no one knew it was me. They, they didn't figure it out. I'm like, all right, bro. It's it's a great show. Clearly, no one has seen this fucking show but me. Whatever. Yeah. That's how it is. But I, I appreciate yeah, you guys yeah, humoring sometimes me. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes. So I'm, I'm glad it's new to people. So there you go. The My Secret well, Identity B-Tape. I've got my homework. I've got My Secret Identity watch. I've got Fat Tuesdays to watch. I've got the B-Tape to listen to. I've got a lot of stuff to do. Look at this. Thanks. And when you, when you come back, we're going to follow. We're going to give you some follow-up assignments grade you out make you do an essay <laughs> i'll come back NBA with a style yeah give me a book report to write i'll come back with a book report very good <laughs> thanks man well we're signing off here don will it's been a fucking real pleasure call culture podcast we need alaska cash for holding it down spirit and uh check us out on patreon twitter youtube ig i'm on tiktok the show's not on tiktok you just fuck with me on tiktok you fuck with don will on, on everything twitch great twitter follower again please follow the man yeah. and uh that's it we'll include all the links in the profile for the show as well and that's it man all right signing off everybody thank you for having me uh, man. thanks dude see you later Peace.